As 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club, the club have posted a tribute on their website confirming that Mr Davey was returning from the third-team match at Bedford Swifts. The incident involved his Audi R8 and a Porsche which did not stop. Police are trying to trace the Porsche driver. The leaders of the three main parties at Westminster have signed a pledge to devolve more powers to Scotland if independence is rejected in Thursday's referendum. A letter from David Cameron, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg is published on the front page of the Daily Record newspaper. Police are expected to name a 36-year-old woman who was killed in yesterday morning's crash on the M1 in Bedfordshire. The crash on the northbound carriageway involved five cars and a motorbike and closed the motorway for around nine hours. A BBC investigation has discovered that the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks has risen, and a survey by the Consumer Association, which says more than a quarter of adults in the UK have problems with nuisance neighbours. More from Danny Bailey. BBC Three Counties Radio contacted councils in Beds, Hearts and Bucks to find out about complaints against neighbours, and each county reported an increase in recent years. Hartsmere Borough Council say there's been a 17% increase in noise complaints over the last two years, Luton Borough Council 16% and Wickham District Council 10%. Wickham District Council also say they have seen a particular increase this year in complaints about dogs barking. 20 jobs have been lost in Milton Keynes after the sports bar company Riley's went into administration. The firm's headquarters is in Shenley Wood. 15 bars have been closed across the country, including the one in Luton. MPs have urged the passport office to compensate people who had to pay extra for a fast-track service during the severe delays in processing applications in June. The Home Affairs Committee says there was a complete management failure at the highest levels of the agency. In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship. MK Dons host Bradford in League One and in League Two, Luton go to York, Stevenage are at Bury and Wickham are away to Plymouth. The weather, mist and fog clearing to leave a warm and sunny day a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's only Tuesday. It feels like a Wednesday. It's only a Tuesday. Eh? Not a lot we can do about that, I'm afraid. Sorry, Sleepy Eyes. Joined as always by um, 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 uh, um, uh, Kelly Betts. Morning, Kelly. Morning. And Catherine Boyle. Yo. Uh, mm. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including slavery arrests in Bedfordshire, nightmare neighbours next door, neighbours, and an invitation to go luck yourself. Oh, you're playing a dangerous game there, Catherine, writing those words. It's not me doing it, it's the academics. Wow. Brainiacs. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. But before that, let's have a little bit of Nancy Sinatra. Keep saying you got something for me Something you call love but confess You've been a-messin' where you shouldn't have been a-messin' 
Now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you I like the mushy peas I heard four seconds of that on Radio 4 this morning. I thought, oh, we'll give that a try. It was good, wasn't it, John Legend? He sure can play. He sure can play. His vocal, um, what do we call it? Vocal stylings. Vocal stylings, 12 notes when one would do. Yeah, what a beautiful voice. Thank you very much indeed. Not yours. Now, Bedfordshire Police have freed eight men who've apparently been held captive at a traveller's site near Leighton Buzzard. Four people were, arrest- were arrested in a dorm raid at the Greenacres Traveller's site on Sunday morning. Three years ago at the same camp, 24 men were found living in squalor and being forced to work for little or no pay. Well, Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. What more do we know, Catherine? Well, this was a pretty big operation. We're talking about 65 officers, helicopter and firearm support units, and they were all deployed to raid two plots on the Greenacres site near Leighton Buzzard over the weekend. Eight suspected victims were rescued. Seven men aged between 20 and 46 and a 17-year-old boy, and they were said to be found living in cramped and filthy conditions. Police believe some of the men could have been working as slaves for many years. 
What's happened to these poor men now? Well, some of those were freed, um, the, who were freed were too scared to talk to the police, so we may never. never know, actually. But those that did have been placed in temporary accommodation at an undisclosed centre. Now, Central Bedfordshire Council is now undertaking work to provide them with medical health, psychological and social welfare care. Uh, and the men were rescued after members of the community came forward with information. David Sestaro from Bedfordshire Police says modern-day slavery is a growing problem. Labour exploitation is on the rise, or at least uh, its visibility is on the rise throughout the UK. And it just happens to be particularly prevalent in the East, really, um, partly because of uh, agriculturally-related exploitation further over to the east of the region. Um, but uh, we suffer um, from distinct forms here within Bedfordshire too. What more do we know about this traveller's site? Well, I mean, as you mentioned earlier on, the Greenacre site is the same one where something similar has been reported in the past, and this is the one where the Connors family were living when it was raided in September 2011. Police raided a site after reports that 13 workers, and I use that term loosely, were being held against their will by a man called Tommy Connors Sr. and other family members. Now, Tommy Connors was jailed for eight years, and his son Patrick Connors was jailed for five years in May last year. Tommy's son-in-law James John Connors and his daughter Josie Connors were convicted in July 2012 of two counts of keeping people in servitude and jailed for 11 years and four years respectively. Tell us more about the crimes they were convicted of. Well the court heard how Tommy, Tommy Connors Sr was said to have driven the workers that he recruited like slaves and in the process made huge amounts of money from the fruits of their labour. The judge who sentenced him said that he targeted men who were homeless or addicted and isolated, who he knew he could exploit. So men often out of work and homeless, even alcoholics, would be recruited at soup kitchens and off the street with the promise of paid work, food and lodgings. The judge said over the years, hundreds of vulnerable workers have been recruited by Connors and would have been subject to threats of violence and intimidation if they wanted to leave. Now, the, the, these latest raids are separate from uh, the, the, the Connors, Yeah, and, and we have to stress that these raids are not linked with the Connors case and police say it's just a coincidence that it's the same site, but they are asking people everywhere to be vigilant. Catherine, thank you very much.
Paul McCartney, I like him. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, it seems to be moving rather well on the major routes across the three counties. Just checking on the M1 Luton Spur. So far this morning, building a little bit between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road as those roadworks continue. Taking a look at the M25 and the M40. So far this morning, everything seems to be moving rather freely. And on the departure boards across the three counties, the trains are all running to time. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah. 6.15, it's uh, Tuesday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davy, a player at Luton Rugby Club. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hmm, what's Nick Coffer got to say for himself? Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in, in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company. and We love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand. Strong local link. Settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I think you could be right. Sunshine had those few southern days Left us in a soft white-eyed hay it shone like gold It shone like gold But just as the moon It shall stray So dawn goes down today No gold can stay No gold can stay
Catherine trying to turn on a computer screen. It's. Uh... I pulled the plug out. Oh, there we go. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's so. Kels, do you want to help Mum? Do you know what picture she was looking at? I don't. Do I need to know? Are we allowed to discuss it? It was behind the scenes. It was a good picture. It was a good picture. Behind the scenes image of Wizard of Oz. Judy Garland and the Munchkins having a fag behind her. Was it the picture of the um, the dead oh. Munchkin swinging from a tree? Oh, no. no, she's no. reading a magazine with her slippers on, and they're all smoking behind her in the background. You know what those Munchkins? You know what those Munchkins got up to behind the scenes, don't you? Apparently. Really? Constantly. Constantly. Showbiz, isn't it? Did you know that, Just? No, boss. The, yes, boss. The Munchkins. Mm. Constantly at it. <laughs> this is, is that a true. Right? That's a true story. Facts, not fiction. Fact. We deal with fact, not fiction on this show. Yeah, good facts. Now, Justin, mm. busy show for you this morning, mate. I hope yeah. you're ready. Later I'm on. Ready. Later on. We, yesterday we talked about um, celebrities refusing you an autograph. Today we're going up. We're climbing up the ladder. We've gone to the next level, mate. <laughs> I want to know if you've ever faced off to a celebrity, verbally or indeed physically. Oh, Joe, I can't wait. I think you are going to get some great stories. M maybe not too many of them, but uh, the ones which yeah. come in, I think they are going to be belters. Yeah. Catherine, you're, you're a bit gobby. Have you ever stood up, <laughs> stood off to a celebrity? Um, no. I'm trying to think. I must have done at some point. I'm not I really gobby, am I? <laughs> I'm only gobby with friends. Actually, I'm quite shy with people. Just I don't know. Shut up. I had a row. I had a row with Daniel Beddingfield's PR woman in front of Daniel, Mr Beddingfield, to you, sir, but it wasn't really with him. She, she was upset that I had strayed from the pre-scripted questioning that we had, had said we were going to do. What, what's your favourite colour? Yeah, it was all that. 
Oh, uh, do you know, I had a great row once, actually. Go on. With, uh, do you remember uh, Psychic Sally? She's on some of the... Uh, yeah, just be careful. She's lit- the, the highly litigious Psychic Sally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who will know, of course, because yeah. of her special powers. She knows this conversation happened yesterday before it happened today. Uh, she said to me, yes. um, I can't do an on-air reading. Oh. So I asked her on-air for a reading. Aye. And she said, no, you know, we can't do that. We cannot do that. I've told you about that. We, we can't do that. I said, well, what if I phone this line for £1 a minute? You'd do it then, wouldn't you? She went, well, well. I said, that's true, isn't it? And she went... You're being naughty. I said, no, I'm not being naughty. I'm asking you for... You are very naughty. Reading. Is it because you can't do it now because you need more information on me? Is that what you're saying? You should have tossed her a quid. Hmm, quite possibly. I had a row with Michelle Heaton <laughs> from Liberty X. <laughs> what was that about? On live TV. I've been, I've been slagging off her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of the interview, she went, right, I've got something I want to say to you. <laughs> You've been slagging off my boyfriend. And then, like, ten years later, in fact, last year... Yeah, it's ten years after. I was doing a, I was doing a job with her, and I was dreading it, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go in." And she's and we were sat in the green room. And it was really awkward. And I said, "Look, Michelle, I've I've really got to say, I'm really sorry for the argument that we had on on television." Oh, have we met before? <laughs> oh, oh no, never mind. Yeah, oh, nice Sounds to meet like you again. Michelle yeah, here we go. She was absolutely delightful. So we're going to do that later on. If you want to give us a call on that, so if you've ever had a bust up with a celebrity, a bust up or indeed a dust up, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. But that's not what we've got you here for now, mm-hmm. Justin. Mm-hmm. Neighbours, naughty neighbours. It turns out that more of us are moaning about noisy neighbours in the three counties, according to latest research from which which suggests more than a quarter of adults in the UK have had problems with people living next door to them in the past year alone. Justin, to be honest, I'm surprised it's only a quarter. Well, I have to say, I, I, I was doing some research on myself last night on this one. Some here. research on yourself? Absolutely. I have How lived... intimate was this research? <laughs> Quite intimate. I have lived in five properties in my time, yeah. and I have never, ever suffered at the hands of noisy neighbours. So I don't know what it feels <laughs> I, like. I, well, I, you, you may not know what it feels like, Justin. I suspect your neighbours may know what it feels like. <laughs> you are the noisy neighbour. Yes, here's a great tune from 1963, <laughs> Guys, enjoy. Um, so, Ian, I've been on the streets quite early this morning asking people what it's like to live next door to noisy neighbours. Here's what people had to say. Um, it, was, it was just a disaster. Sometimes during the night you hear people screaming, you hear partying, get noises, music, loud music. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. You talk about the partying, the music. How late was the music going on into the oh, night? Definitely 1am, 2am sometimes. Well, this yeah. was during the week. Yeah, sure, sure, during the week, yeah. Okay, madam, you've had the, the misfortune to be living next door to noisy neighbours. Mm. Thankfully, you've moved out of that property mm. and your new neighbours are okay. What was it like living with, with those noisy neighbours? I think they was on CB radios until three or four o'clock in the morning and I don't believe they worked. So for people like my husband who worked, who had to get up at six, it was very, well, it was horrible, really. He was you know, waking up tired and it just wasn't nice. And did you ever phone the police when you were dealing with your noisy neighbours? No, it, it, it really wasn't necessary to phone the police. Uh, I think I would have had to have kept a diary and got in touch with the, um, the council or something, I think. So really it wasn't worth the hassle? Well, it, uh, no, and I think it sometimes makes things worse.
Gosh, CB Radio. So that event happened over 40 years ago. <laughs> what have the councils been saying, Just? Well, um, of the replies that we got back, all of them reported a rise in noise complaints. Hartsmere Borough Council, they said complaints were up by 17% last year when compared to the year before. Luton Borough Council, they told us there's been a 16% rise over the same period. And Wickham District Council, well, they've seen the lowest rise in noise complaints, but, but still an increase of 10% when compared to the year before. Lads, I'm wondering whether this is not to do with noisy neighbours being on the increase, but to do with the fact that no-one dares knock on the door and ask people to pipe down anymore. Oh, I would never... I was thinking mm. about this. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a party going on in the house opposite us. It was going on until 5 o'clock in the morning, and I phoned up the, the noise about the council... Phone up the police. They said, you've got to phone the council. Phone up the council. They said, uh, I phoned them at four o'clock in the morning. They said, yeah, the uh, noise officer goes at three. What, what time are they back? Nine o'clock. Right. So good. hang on yep. a second. So between three and nine, you're allowed to make as much noise. I would never knock on the door. Oh, I wouldn't mm. knock on the door. Yeah. You, would you just? No, I wouldn't. And, and again, a bit like that lady says there, if you are going to make a complaint, you're, owing to, you're only going to make the situation worse, aren't you? Because if, if you've got the council coming around talking to your neighbours about the noise, well, when the council have gone, they're probably going to play up even more, aren't they? I would have thought. How, does, how, how do we compare nationally, Justin? Just jumping ahead a bit. What, how are we doing nationally? Well, nationally, um, there's a survey out today saying over a quarter of UK adults have had a, a problem uh, with nuisance neighbours at some point. Um, the main complaint is due to do with the noise. Uh, th this covers all manner of things from arguing to stomping up the stairs, loud music, noise from pets as well. Um, all these things leaving people very very angry, very stressed, sometimes afraid as well. Later, uh, you're going to be talking to somebody who has had real nightmare neighbours. Those two people there, I think their complaints, yes, need to be taken seriously. Yeah. But somebody later in the show, um, they really have been to hell and back with their neighbours. The thing is, uh, as, even if it's a small thing, if it's relentless, if it's three, four, five nights a week and it goes on for months and months, that kind mm. of stuff can drive... We heard yesterday about the uh, the fireworks that are being let off in the night. Apparently it's a drug code. It's, it's <laughs> dealers letting them letting people know that the, it's the bugle bugle. That Do is you... utter nonsense. Oh, as come on, as, mate. As soon as I saw my dad yesterday, he was listening to the programme. Yeah. He lives in Hemel as well. He said, what on earth no. was that person talking about? Letting off fireworks It's some a, form of drugs code. It lets, it, it's the dealer letting people know that the shipment has arrived. Justin, I'm sure I saw that scene in the French Connection. Nonsense. Uh, and, and a one-off, two-off, you could kind of... If that was every night, you know, that would drive you nuts, wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, th these figures out today saying there is a rise, but I think Hartsbury Council, again, made an interesting point saying that uh, with the rise of, of social media, people often tweeting councils now, that oh. maybe is why we are seeing more complaints right now. <laughs> They've probably already, probably, probably always been there, but now we're hearing more of them because of social media. Now, I don't know if this is because I uh, uh, um, have... Uh, uh, um, uh, how would you describe me, Catherine? Uh, grumpy. No, 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 no. Kelly, how would you describe me? An idiot. So, I, I don't know if it's because I'm a celebrity. Justin. Oh, oh mm. that. Yeah. Are you? But I get um, the only way these days I can get some form of traction from companies if I've got a beef is by going on Twitter and announcing the uh, beef. Then things get done very, very that's quickly. Ridiculous. Well, what have you got? Forty thousand followers on 41, Twitter. Forty-one thousand followers. Forty-one thousand. Twitter. If you go and a thousand more company, than Adele from Bewitched. <laughs> check this morning. If a company see that. Yeah. They are going to take it seriously. But yeah. somebody who's got, I don't know, 200 followers, are they really going to care? Probably that, not. That's their problem, isn't it? Mm. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
in Brookie, we're already starting to build up at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. The M25 itself building a little bit between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27, the M11, as those major roadworks are continuing there. Take a look at the M40, there's a lane closed for bridge maintenance work, just at Junction 5 for Stoke and Church, you do expect some delays there. So far, taking a look at the trains, everything's running well this morning, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. The Greenacres site was raided three years ago and four people were convicted of slavery-related offences, but police say the latest investigation is not linked. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club. The club have posted a tribute on their website. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship with assistant coaches Ruben Martinez and Javier Pereira in charge following new manager Oscar Garcia's illness. Technical director Luke Dowling says the players will get on with the job in hand. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got a good, honest group anyway, we feel so. But naturally, when something like that does happen, you, you know, I think it's just natural that something, an instinct comes out in you where you, you know, you... It looks like you're doing that, you know, that little bit extra because of what's happened. But, you know, deep down, you know, they work hard anyway. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons have centre-half Carl McFadden back from suspension for the home game with Bradford. In League Two, Luton go to York with manager John Still saying there's more to come from Saturday's match winner Mark Cullen. Typical Mark Cullen goal, isn't it? Getting across a defender, turning it in the corner. You know, I felt for Mark, his work rate's been good. His uh, form hasn't been great. His goal scoring hasn't been great, got the first one to start of the season, yet when you see him in training, he's electric. And, you know, I always believe that form's temporary. You know, we found that last year, form's temporary. Uh, Mark's a quality player and uh, took his goal really, really well and really pleased for him. Also in League Two, Steve Nidger at Berry and Wickham are away to Plymouth. There's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Steve Nidger in tonight's three-counties sport from seven. In the Premier League last night, West Ham twice came from behind to draw two all at Hull. Tonight, the group stages of the Champions League get underway with Arsenal away to Dortmund and Liverpool at home to the Bulgarian champions, Luda Goretz. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. I'll punch you in the face. Across beds, hearts and bucks. I expected yes. that. Is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Hi, Radio. Lloyd. Oh, there we go. How do you get so right? So, Glenn, who's in Cyprus, who phoned us rather sadly, I thought, from his holiday the other day. He's emailing me from his holiday oh, in a rather Glenn. pathetic manner. Morning, team. I thought this could be a good subject for this morning. Football. Uh. Well, no. Every bar in Protaris was showing football. He's, this is in Cyprus. The men in their football tops, we ended up in a nice chippy called Mr Cod. <laughs> to avoid the sadness of people spending loads of money to be on holiday and end up watching football all weekend. So hang on, uh, to avoid... Uh, but, uh... Yeah, OK. Having said that, J-Dog would be one of them had he been out here. I hate football. Why does it dominate the airways? Now, that is an excellent question. But then you want us to 
make everyone else have football this morning? Most people... Well, I can say this is a fact. Most people don't like football. I don't like football. I don't like football. Kelly, do you like football? Yeah, I think it's all right. OK, so that's... We're two, most people. Two-thirds of the British population don't Simon like football. Simon loves football, so that's equal. He doesn't count. Well, well, he's not here to count. J-Dog loves the football. No, he's not here to count. All oh, right. I tell you what, 08459 455 555. Do you like football? How are the phone calls going, Kels? Uh, maybe give the number out a bit slower. 084... Wait, chant it. 08459... No, 08459 oh, four, 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 five, five, double, five. In a way, they're, they're going to understand if they do like It's 08459-455-555. Do you like football? Call me now. Great phone in. Thank you, Glenn. Come and call me now if, if you, you think, think you're hard enough. enough. Catherine Boyle, uh, producer of the show, is joining me in the studio to look at the papers. Yes. What you got? Um, a cat with a moustache. Now, who does he look like in your newspaper? Um, well, they say in Hercule Poirot, but he looks like Hitler to me. Well, in, um, uh, in another paper, he looks like uh, Groucho Marx, apparently. It just looks like someone with a black moustache. Have you seen the website, Cats That Look Like Hitler? Yes. It's wonderful, isn't it? Someone will be offended by that, for goodness sakes. Grow up. It's cats that look like Hitler. Some of them have got the moustache and some have got the side parting as well. It really is a delight to behold. Poor cats, though. Not mm. their fault. Wasn't there a cat that got beaten up for looking like Hitler recently? <laughs> Sorry, Kels? Did it get beaten up by other cats? <gasps> No, there was a... I'm sure there was a... Was, didn't we do it on here? Wasn't there a cat that got beaten up for looking like Hitler? Catherine? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure there was. Oh, dear. Well, that's never an excuse. No, 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 no. Not it, not it, not it. Oh, cat! I know. I'm sure that happened. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Do you like football? Only four years old, but she's my auntie. What? Oh. They look like any other pair of four-year-olds on their first day at school. But Daisy and Ruby are aunt and niece. This is weird. Your auntie should be in her 20s. Mm. Although born with 72 hours of each other, ah, the girls are technically from different generations, ah. The family quirk happened when mother and daughter went into labour on the same day... That is disgusting. Because the grandmother in this scenario, the mother of the auntie, is only 43. Wee. Now, last time we mentioned something like this, I threw out the phrase Jeremy Kyle. And then, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, did I get a lot of abuse for saying that. Did you? Yeah, I did, actually. But I'm going to say it again. Jeremy Kyle. Why? Because it's not unusual for someone age 43 to be on, I don't know, second partner and want to have another baby, is it? There are plenty of women having their first babies at 43. What's wrong with that? No, but but no. Forty three is the is the grandmother. The grandmother. So she's got a twenty five year old fine daughter already. Fine to be a mum at twenty three, uh, forty three, a grandmother. So she's got a twenty five year old daughter. Flipping heck. I'm still confused. Anyway, um, the, Alison said all four girls are close, but it's difficult for people to understand their aunties and nieces. They find it mind boggling. I wonder, the expressive uh, expressed an opinion on page 12. Oh, let's, let's have hear a look. it. School is a family affair. Daisy Wilson and Ruby Stevenson started school together yesterday. This may not seem very special, but through a quirk of fate, Daisy is Ruby's aunt. And not only do they each have a familiar class... It's not class... through a quirk of fate, is it? It's through sex. 
Not only do they each have a familiar classmate, but the school should be no surprise either. Ashley Stevenson, Ruby's mum and Daisy's sister, went there as well. It must run in the family. Oh, well done, The Express. Well. Connor! Hello. Do you like football? No, I hate it. There you go, you I see. I really hate it. And you're a young lady. Uh, sorry, young. you're a young man and you don't like football. Nope. And in primary school, the one time, because I, I tried to play football to try and fit in, because everyone played football. We all do. We've all been there. And I scored no goal. Oh, mm. Connor. The one time I, I played football at some weird youth club. Youth clubs. Oh. Yeah. Hey, if you, hey, guys, if you're middle class and you want to get beaten up, why don't you go to a youth club? <laughs> um, and um, they wouldn't give me the ball. I was there to make up numbers, I now realise. They wouldn't give me the ball. And then they gave me the ball. And I thought, man, alive, this is awesome. And I was dribbling it along, dribbling it along, dribbling it along, went and scored a goal. I thought, this is, this is so easy. No one stopped you. No one stopped me. It turns out that they'd scored a goal and they just wanted me to pass it back to the kickoff spot so that they could start again. Oh. It's a horrible, horrible sport, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, it is. I mean, one time I was playing football with my brother and there was a dropout and uh, I missed the ball and uh, kicked somewhere else that wasn't so pleasant. Oh, you kicked, oh. Him, kicked him in the ghoulies. Yep. Yeah, you go, Connor. Thank you very much indeed, Connor and High Wickham. Don't like it. They don't like football. Do you like football? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Six foot six, he stood on the ground. He weighed two hundred and thirty-five pounds, but I saw that giant of a man brought down to his knees by love. He was the kind of a man that would gamble on luck, look you in the eye and never back up. But I saw him crying like a little whipped pup because of love. You can't see it with your eyes, hold it in your hand. But like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love They struggle in doubt They trouble their minds day in and day out Too busy with living to worry about A little word like love But when I see a mother's tenderness As she holds her young close to her breast Then I thank God that the world's been blessed With a thing called love You can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand but like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love You want a little stretchy stretch? Yeah. Satisfying. Bring me 
son. Just good. Is this you? Yeah, this is me. Last One of yours. I can totally play the piano now, by the way. It's <laughs> awesome. The boys name a song and I can play it. Mm. As long as it's the monkeys theme, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, or a couple of other monkey songs. Right. Turns out, see, the piano is so easy. Or the monkeys wrote easy songs. No, 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 no. I can do chords on the piano. That's what it is, is chords. Mm. And I know how to do chords. You know how to do chords? Mm, yeah. How? Just spread your fingers out. It's not as simple as that. Here's a, a, here's something for you piano fans. Uh, one, four, seven. Ah, that's how you do a chord. One, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Chord. That's a chord. Yeah, there are others. Mm. Just spread your fingers out. Just what? space them out. Yeah, space those out. Oh. There we go. That's, uh, um, what have you got rude. in the papers? Keep tiddles indoors, otherwise <laughs> you might end up at the vet suffering from stress. You're actually talking about cats. Yeah, I think I am. Go. The Daily Mail is page three. Whether they're lounging on a sofa or being cuddled by an adoring owner, cats appear to enjoy a relaxed way of life. Not my sister's cat is normally on top of something, trying no. to get away from the kids. But according to experts, nothing could be further from the truth. Household cats are apparently suffering from soaring levels of stress. What? What? Oh, come cats on. are stressed. Are you? Ha- my cat in and out of my bedroom last night, and because I, I keep the door shut, so I get woke up by a little scratch. Little five times she did that. Is it normally to tell you she's been? I, she you know, she comes in. She wants to sleep on my bed, oh. and then she wants breakfast okay. at two o'clock in the morning. Jog on, fella. If she had a watch, she'd be tapping it. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Household cats are apparently suffering from soaring levels of stress. Modern life's to blame. According to the latest stats, there's been a sharp rise in the number of cats ending up at vets with stress-related. Oh, conditions, you are joking. Such as dermatitis or cystitis. Uh, oh. My cat had blocked anal glands twice. I phoned up the vet and I said, this is going to sound really silly. Is that stress-related? I don't think so. I phoned up the vet and I said, this is going to sound really silly, but my cat's bum really stinks. <laughs> she went, don't worry, bring her in, we can sort that out. And what they do is they put their finger no. up the cat's bum oh. and squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Carry on. Oh. oh, hang on, big finish, big finish. <laughs> Go on. Here we go. Here is some Dr. Bradshaw's... Anyway, keep them indoors. Dr. Bradshaw's tips for a happy cat include don't shout at your cat. A cat can be trained to unlearn bad habits, but never shout at it. It will just dislike you. <laughs> <laughs> and they show it, don't they? It, uh, use, a, now this is, use a water pistol. Now, I've, I've, I've heard about this. If you've got a cat in your garden that isn't yours, you squirt it, right? You can deter your cat from misbehaving by using a water pistol, but it must never see you using it. <laughs> So you've got to hide it. What do they think you're doing to it? You've got to be quick draw McGraw. Uh, and it isn't cruel to keep a cat indoors. Yes, it is. I, I think it's cruel to keep cats indoors. Of course it is. Well, this is one of the reasons I haven't got a cat, apart from the fact that, you know, no-one in the, the rest of the family would come in the house again because they don't like cats. Oh. But Please. I don't really see the point in having a pet that you know is going to annoy your neighbours by going and using their garden as a toilet. It's the perfect reason to have a pet where you haven't got to clean up its whoopsies. I Obviously. Because it does somewhere else. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to build up on the Great North Road just at the Black Cat roundabout where those major road works are continuing. Heavy moving on the A1M heading at southbound just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also on the M1 it's looking heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise starting to look quite heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. There is a lane closed on the M40 just at Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and that's for some bridge maintenance work that's taking place. No reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Thank you very much. 6.46. It's Tuesday the 16th September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davy, a player at Luton Rugby Club. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. Here's Kate with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a misty and murky start to the day. We've got a bit of mist and a bit of fog and the Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning. The uh, visibility in some spots has been reduced to 100 metres or less, uh, which means some really tricky driving conditions uh, this morning. There's also a risk of one or two showers out there at the moment and that risk really will continue through the day. Now, despite the mist and fog lifting eventually, the cloud breaking, decent sunny spells, that sunshine in turn could spark off one or two of these showers this afternoon. Still going to feel warm though. The maximum temperature likely to get up to around 22 Celsius. Overnight tonight, it's a repeat performance. Clear at first, then eventually the cloud will arrive from the North Sea and with it, um, some mist and fog. Minimum temperature 14 Celsius. So a misty start tomorrow, perhaps not quite as uh, dense uh, mist and fog as this morning, but the risk is there nonetheless. Eventually it will clear. We'll get some sunny spells. Again, the risk of isolated showers as the sun really starts to warm everything up. Maximum temperature tomorrow, 23 Celsius. And that's your forecast. When you need local news. Patient groups in Milton Keynes say a lack of doctors is putting public health at risk. When you need local travel. Northbound on the M1, the road is still closed for accident investigation work. When you need local weather. Still some patchy cloud around this afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio is here. See one or two showers develop on that cloud. With local up-to-date news and travel bulletins throughout the day. A businesswoman says she fears for her livelihood because of a legal battle over the name of her Company. You'll always be up to date. There's possible delays on London Midland between London Euston and Watford Junction because a freight train's broken down. BBC Three Counties Radio. the shape I'm in. I can't sing. I ain't pretty and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answers that you want me to.
Now when I talked to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your guiding hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. It's all gone very medieval. It's turned into Stonehenge. Oh, I was going to say to you. Yes, go on. There's a new Stevie Nicks book out. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They're going off into the. So distance. you buy it and I borrow it. Whoa. Um. No, that's not the case. You're right, Just. Peace, man. Peace. Peace, man. Peace and love, isn't it? Wow. That's. I tell you what. That's actually moved me. That track. We heard. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. The healing power of music. I feel like I'm floating. Mm. Feels good. <laughs> Justin, can we never hear that noise again? <laughs> I can't help it. You've got to stop playing records like that. <laughs> Feels like I'm in a bath. <gasps> a really warm... Salty bath. God. And it feels like I'm floating. Wow, this is like one of those chat lines. <laughs> mm, what are you wearing? I'm wearing my uh, street trainers. Okay. Skinny jeans. Oh, God, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've just had a terrifying vision go past as you're talking. <laughs> I thought I saw a ghost. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> It's Tony Blackburn's walking past. Go away, go away. We're trying to, trying to do a proper radio show, Blackburn. So I've got your weird, pervy phone sex voice. Yeah. And then just through the shadows, Tony Blackburn, the ghost of Tony Blackburn, walks past. The legend that is. And you did the escalator thing down the I did window. not know there were stairs b beside the window here. <laughs> Tony Blackburn is in the house. We can smuggle him in later on. It'd be nice to have Tony on the show. Justin. Mm, yeah. Celebrities that you've kicked off with, you've had a Barney with, you've had, you, mm. you faced off to. Yeah, OK. Wow. Um, Come back, back in the room. <coughs> right, Come OK, on. I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, um, yeah OK. Um, yeah, a few stories that uh, I'm going to mention first. Yeah. Um, I spoke to one man who had a row with Nadine Dorries. That was over centre part. Just but, one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that we can count her as a celebrity, no, can we? a celebrity, no. no. OK, um, here's a belter. Sadly, this person didn't want to be named oh. or talk on the record, oh. but Bing Crosby, get this, Bing Crosby tried to move him out of his seat in a theatre <laughs> in America. 
speaker, <laughs> but he stood his ground because that was his seat. <laughs> What a great That's one that is! That's the best story I've ever heard! <laughs> Bing Crosby! Uh, bum, 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 could you move your... <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant! Amazing! But um, this is my personal favourite, okay. and we've got some audio here. This is Victor... Hello, Victor. ...who took on Michael Barrymore. Uh, Listen to this. Oh, yes, I was on uh, Strike It Rich with... Uh, we had a discussion about martial arts, because I teach it, and he's a comedian, he was trying to make fun of what martial arts was. But then I showed him something that made him look silly. So and that was recorded, but it was cut out. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> so, 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 so you took him on, you showed him who was boss, and they weren't having that? No, nah, they didn't like that at all. They, it made him look... It belittled him, basically. So. Yeah, but he tried to belittle you first. Of oh, course, yeah, yeah. I had to fight back, right? Yeah. You took him on, and you won. <laughs> That's my martial arts pedigree. I have to do that. So if you're a celebrity listening to this programme right now, your message is... You mess with me, I'm going to fight back. <laughs> I will fight back, and I should. Everyone should be expected to fight back just because they they don't get respect just because of who they are. And I think that's the basic tenet of all martial arts. Mm. If someone doesn't respect you, you beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was against the laws of the dojo. Oh. No, apparently not. So, boss, there the you go. Kai, where I train. <laughs> there is a challenge to you, my friend. Yeah. Beat that between okay. now and nine. Somebody who not only took on Barrymore verbally, but gave him a little dig as well. I made him look stupid. Oh, wait, four, five. Nine, four double five five double five. Ever had a verbal or indeed a physical fight with Michael Barrow? Justin, mm. we're doing it. We've had an email asking why do why do we talk about football all the time? Oh, I've heard this. What a load of absolute nonsense! The pair of you are talking. Glenn, he should be ashamed of himself. Okay. By the way, Glenn, I'll be speaking to my solicitor later on. Oh. He said that when I go abroad, I watch football. I do not. When you I'm make abroad. sure you go away when there are no football matches scheduled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but secondly, your phone in this morning, do you like football? 08459 Come on, as a nation, we absolutely adore football. Well, hang on a minute, Connor don't like it. Connor, what, one person? Well, yeah. I don't like it. I Come don't on. like it. Come on. I've always said this. If there is any man who says they hate football automatically I'm slightly suspicious of them. Why would any man, it's a man's game, right. not like football? Could you take it to the streets for us, Just? What, and say do you like football? Yeah. OK. It'll be impartial. Thanks very much. Cheers. Someday we'll all be through Well, that'll be the day When you say goodbye Yes, that'll be the day When you make me cry You say you're gonna leave You know it's a lie Cause that'll be the day When I die
shot his dart. He shot it at your heart. So if we ever part, then I leave you. You sit and hold me and you tell me boldly that someday, well, I'll be through. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're gonna leave. You know it's a lie, cause that'll be the day when I die. Well, that'll be the day. That'll be the day. The irony being, of course, he did die on a day. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, heading southbound on the speed sensors this morning, looking quite heavy, moving between Junction 10 for Luton Airport, Spur Road, and Junction 9 for Renbourne. The A1M also looking quite heavy, moving just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And taking a look at the M25, heading anti-clockwise, that's very slow on the sensors at the moment, between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 Kings Langley. In Park Street, it's a little bit slow on the A414 around the Park Street roundabout. And so far, checking on the trains, everything does seem to be running to time across the three counties, not seeing any major problems or delays to report. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots for you to get involved in. Do you like football? I, sus I suspect that most people in this country do not like football. Have you got noisy neighbours? Oh, oh, and you know that little plastic strip at the back of cars that touched roads? What on earth was that for? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, new slavery investigation at Bedfordshire site, tribute to rugby player killed in A6 crash and rising complaints about noisy neighbours. BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. Two men and two women were arrested during dawn raids on Sunday at the Greenacres site in Little Billington. The same site was raided three years ago and four people were convicted of slavery-related offences, but police say this latest investigation is not linked. Detective Superintendent David Sistaro is involved in the current investigation. Uh, unfortunately, uh, labour exploitation is on the rise, or at least uh, its visibility is on the rise throughout the UK, and it just happens to be particularly prevalent in the East. But uh, we suffer um, from distinct forms here within Bedfordshire too. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club. The club have posted a tribute on their website confirming that Mr Davey was returning from a match at Bedford Swifts. The incident involved his Audi R8 and a Porsche which did not stop. Police are trying to trace the Porsche driver. The leaders of the three main parties at Westminster have signed a pledge to 
devolve more powers to Scotland if independence is rejected in Thursday's referendum. A letter from David Cameron, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg is published on the front page of today's Daily Record newspaper. Police are expected to name a 36-year-old woman who was killed in yesterday morning's crash on the M1 in Bedfordshire. The crash on the northbound carriageway involved five cars and a motorbike and closed the motorway for around nine hours. A BBC investigation has discovered that the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks has risen and a survey by the Consumer Association, which says more than a quarter of adults in the UK have problems with nuisance neighbours, as Danny Bailey reports. BBC Three Counties Radio contacted councils in beds, hearts and bucks to find out about complaints against neighbours and each county reported an increase in recent years. Hartsmere Borough Council say there's been a 17% increase in noise complaints over the last two years, Luton Borough Council 16% and Wickham District Council 10%. Wickham District Council also say they have seen a particular increase this year in complaints about dogs barking. 20 jobs have been lost in Milton Keynes after the sports bar company Riley's went into administration. The firm's headquarters is in Shenley Wood. 15 bars have been closed across the country, including the one in Luton. MPs have urged the passport office to compensate people who had to pay extra for a fast-track service during the severe delays in processing applications in June. The Home Affairs Committee says there was a complete management failure at the highest levels of the agency. In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship. MK Dons host Bradford in League One and in League Two Luton go to York, Stevenage are at Bury and Wickham are away to Plymouth. The weather, mist and fog clearing to leave a warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning. It's only Tuesday. It feels like a Wednesday to me. It's only Tuesday. Oh, well, not a lot we can do about that. On the show today, slavery arrests in Bedfordshire, nightmare neighbours next door, their neighbours, yeah, of course, and an invitation to <clears throat> go luck yourself. Uh, really, Catherine, is that what should I be... That's what the academics are calling it. It's their project. Who are we to change stuff? Wowzers. And that's the producer speaking there. So if she says it's OK for me to say, it's OK for me to say. Also, do you like football? I bet most people don't. I bet most people don't. It's assumed that we all like it. I don't. Th- I, I think it's a. Mi- but of course, it's a minority. It's a minority. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You got any Texas? Yeah, loads. What you got? Um, I would rather cut off my bits with a rusty bread knife than watch football. I'd rather watch football. Says Steve of Kings Langley. Yeah. Bunch of overpaid drama queens running round, and if not that, or if not that, pretending to be hurt. If it's rusty, there's a chance you're going to get infection. So not only have you lost your genitals, um, you're going to possibly going to get septicemia or something. Steve, just don't, just don't watch it. Just you know, Read yeah. A book or something. I don't know when that scenario would ever come up to. You will either watch football, or I'm, I don't want to do a French accent. I don't want to be a French man. You, you will either watch football, or I will cut off your ghoulies with this rusty bread knife. What scenario would that be where a French man was threatening you with that, Steve? A terrifying one, that's what. Um, regarding the two little girls who are uh, going to school together at the same time, one is the auntie of the other. Yes. And they're the same age. I don't know what all the fuss is about, said Nikovichin. When I was at school, there was a little girl and her uncle in my class, and that was over 50 years ago. Ago. 
That still happened. People had We're talking about football. This is Rio Ferdinand. Is um, um, oh, he's got a book out. Uh, that I, I'd like to meet the person who wrote Rio Ferdinand's autobiography. Anyway, one young star cried in front of the boss when he didn't get picked. I told him to stop being a baby. <laughs> is that the same Rio Ferdinand who, when he didn't get chosen for England, went on Twitter and started having a little hissy fit? Is that the same Rio Ferdinand? I think it might be. Plus, the person in question was probably a baby. They normally start about <laughs> 17, don't they? Rio Ferdinand, what a plum. Anything else? Yeah, loads. Helen of Milton Keynes talking about cats. I've oh. always trained any cat that's deigned to stay with me by wa using a water pistol. Oh. Doesn't take long. Also kept a toilet place in an unused quiet part of my garden where it doesn't affect me or the neighbours. A toilet place? Mm. You don't... Yeah, that's an invitation. Basically, you're saying, hey, other cats in the neighbourhood, you can come and do a toilet... There's a toilet place here for you guys. Really? Will they do it where someone else is doing it? Yeah, of course they will. I thought they were um, proud about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the cats have got no pride. Really? You're thinking of lions. Oh, nah, that's yeah. the one. That was quick, wasn't it, Kels? Yeah, I amazed nice. myself how quick I am sometimes. Well done. Oh, and also those, pla more. those plastic things that hang off the back of your car. Oh, yeah. That we had we, in the 70s. We were talking about this. You, because we're talking about travel sickness. My, my um, uh, uh, whole 70s as a child, the journey seemed to be either me or my sister throwing up, this, this sparking the other one to throw up, generally out the side of the car. Mm. And my dad, I remember him stopping so many times at people's houses saying, can, can we borrow a bucket of water to clean the side of the car? Now, in the 70s, we had, like, a black leatherette seating that stuck to your legs, yeah. but it was easy to wipe down. I remember that. Um, but... But you, then you got talking about the, the, the plastic uh, the strip at the back. Well, cos I was terribly car-sick as a kid, yeah. and my dad would refuse to buy those cos they'd spoil the look of his car. These little rubber strips that would go attached to the back of the car that and would touch... And they had a kind of lightning yeah. motif on them, didn't yeah, Well, they? exactly, and that there's your answer, you see. You think it was to stop travel sickness. I think it was to earth your car. Your what, car so would be otherwise, grounded. Otherwise you'd all be driving around with your hair stuck up in the air. I get such a massive electric shock every time I come out of my car. You want some of them rubber things? S well, exactly, but you think it's to stop travel well, sickness. Well, so does bus driver Jay on the Texas. Hi, morning crew. The plastic what? thing on the back of cars that drag on the ground is supposed to stop travel sickness no. and take the static out of your car. St t take the static out of the car. Yeah, bus driver, he knows his stuff. He don't know nothing. He certainly doesn't know um, when we're uh, passing the nearest Tesco's. He doesn't shout out anyway if I ask him. Is that the same driver I use? I don't think so. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. slightly more serious issues. Four people have been arrested at a Bedfordshire traveller site amid allegations of modern-day slavery. More than 60 officers, a helicopter and a firearms unit raided two plots at Greenacres on Sunday, freeing eight men who'd apparently been living in squalor and forced to work for little or no money. Well, three years ago, 24 men were found in similar conditions at the same site. Andrew Wilman is from the uh, Salvation Army's anti-human trafficking team. Morning, Andrew. Good morning. Uh, you've Good been working alongside Bedfordshire Police for some time. Now, tell me more about that. Yeah, well, we've been working with uh, Bedfordshire Police and also with other police forces around the country. Our work is very much to um, support the victim care of um, um, victims of human trafficking as and when they're identified. So we've been working on this particular case and other cases around the country uh, to be able to provide the follow-up care for victims as they're identified and as they're brought out of a place of, uh, a place of rescue 
and, and then we can uh, help them from there. From, from cases we've heard in the past, there is a culture of fear from these people that, that are being uh, kept, held, whatever you, you'd like to call it. How, how do the police find out about these people? Um, come from various ways. It can come from some intelligence they get or from a public, a member of the public giving them a tip-off uh, and seeing some, uh, maybe some workers, like in this particular case, who think, you know, their conditions look good or they don't look very good or uh, they seem to be working all the hours that God sends, etc. And, uh, and so from that point of view, it can be a member of the public or it can be that uh, something is reported to the police um, that might not be related, but then the police will follow it up and take it from there. What is the... Uh, uh, obviously, it varies from person to person. What's, what's, what kind of mental states do you see from these uh, people? Uh, and I'm assuming it's primarily gentlemen, is that right? Well, I think in this particular case and in other cases, again, around the country, then obviously forced labour with groups of men working in very poor conditions and, and being forced to uh, work very long hours uh, is, is quite a, a usual method and a usual pattern. Um, and the mental state can obviously vary from a very traumatised uh, individual who has really been uh, subjected to some very cruel treatment. Uh, and so from that point of view, but every case is, is mm. ever so slightly different. I bet there are some of them, Andrew, that don't want to leave, despite the way they've been treated. Is that right? Well, some will be in a situation where they're very... Um, they've been told by the trafficking gangs, you know, you're the only person that we, we're the only people who can help you, you know, where else are you going to go, who's going to look after you, who's going to help you? And so from that point of view, there's that manipulation and that control, and there is that uh, situation where uh, people feel that they have no other choice, and so therefore it's better to stay where they are than rather uh, uh, try and report, them, report the situation that they're in. So what do you do? When, when you, you get in contact with these people, how do you help them? Yeah, well, what we do is obviously we, we uh, remove them from the situation and therefore the Salvation Army, who has the victim care contract with the government in, the, in England and Wales, we therefore have a network of safe houses and support uh, that people can access. And so therefore it will be safe accommodation, it will be an opportunity to uh, get away from the situation, to rest and to recover. Uh, we can give them uh, uh, new clothes and food and uh, access to uh, counselling, access to health care. Uh, we can fit them up with a doctor's appointment or to go and see the hospital, depending on what the nature of their issues are. And so from that point of view, it's just an opportunity for rest and recovery um, in, in Salvation Army safe houses up and down the country. I suppose if uh, there were issues of, I don't know, low self-esteem or drug addiction or mental illness that uh, perhaps made it easier to coerce them into this situation, th th those problems will still be there. They'll still be vulnerable, won't they? Yes, they are, yes, and that can be a trait of uh, a number of people who are identified in these sort of things. They're vulnerable people before they were mm. potential victims of trafficking. Um, and as you say, those, those realities might still remain, and so therefore our trained case workers who work in our safe house network will be people who are trying to respond and trying to reflect on what, uh, on what their circumstances are and trying to provide them the most appropriate support going forward, really. Any idea how big a problem this is in this country? Well, what we know from our figures and what we know from uh, the, the work that we've been doing is that there has been an increase year on year. We're seeing a 40% increase year on year in the number of victims who are coming through our service. Um, and we know that obviously that's perhaps just a, at the tip of the iceberg, really, in one sense, in terms of what's happening across the country and the wider national picture. 
but obviously we're trying to uh, uh, do what we can and, and support and help in, in any way possible. Is that because more people are being uh, uh, kept uh, the, the, the prisoner or is it because um, it, financial hardship is driving these people into these situations? Uh, well, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I think it's a re- the reality is that um, um, there is greater awareness, I think, these days of, hu- of potential of human trafficking. And so, therefore, more people are being identified by police forces, by members of the public, by other agencies as well working in this field. And then there is a reality that, uh, yes, I mean, there is, there is poverty and there is obviously, uh, this is a very much a global picture. And so, therefore, there is a lot more instability currently in lots of places like North Africa and uh, the Middle East. And so, therefore, people are, are coming in from different parts of the world. And so that for all feeds the picture of vulnerable people who are, uh, are susceptible to trafficking around the, around the country. Keep up the good work, Andrew. Thank you very much. Uh, and thanks very much for your time this morning. It's much appreciated. Andrew Armand from the Salvation Army's anti-human trafficking team. Gosh, what, uh, aren't we lucky? There are people like Andrew who do jobs like that. 08459 455 555 uh, is the telephone number. It seems almost um, um, slightly churlish to uh, start talking about nuisance neighbours, but there we go. We're, we're talking... I'm surprised that it's only 25% of people... We'll, we'll talk more about this in a second... Uh, who have, have got 26% of people who've, who've got problems with noisy neighbours. Well, hang on, they're the people who've reported it. I oh. think a lot of us grin and bear it, don't we, up to a certain level? I've had that thing where I've lived in flats and the people above mm. have got wooden floors mm. and they stomp we around. Had, we yeah. had neighbours, you could virtually hear them breathing, and it's not... That, you know, sometimes it's the construction of the building, isn't sometimes it? Sometimes it's heavy breathers, though. It, well, sometimes Some it was. Some people. My nan was a heavy breather. Oh dear! Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Your uh, um, uh, neighbourly nightmares, please. They both begin with the same letter. We like that on radio. And also, have you ever had a, a fight, verbal or physical, with a celebrity? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 heading southbound, there's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 13 for Salford Road and Junction 12 for Flitwick due to a broken down van there. Taking a look at the A1M, that's looking quite heavy on the speed sensors at the moment, just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also queuing at the moment heading anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Watford rather slow moving on Exchange Road just around Upton Road and just checking on the train so far this morning everything's running well. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah Nicola are you still <laughs> working for that charlatan James Whale or have you um, managed to escape from his evil clutches? Oh no I'm no longer, no not at the moment. Yeah oh, I'm so glad, <laughs> I'm so pleased for you Nicola because you deserve better than that. Oh why thank you. Thank you very much indeed. 7.16. It's Tuesday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davy, a player at Luton Rugby Club. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bars. BBC Three Counties Radio. Football, golf, tennis, what do these things have in common? 
Three Counties Sport isn't just about hearing your team in action. In action. Seals a famous victory here. What drama we've had! It's about the managers. managers. I'll make the most of your openings, and we, we perhaps haven't done that, and, and haven't done it so far this season, if I'm honest, I'm honest. The players. We know we need to be better. We're not being complacent. We'll find a solution that will get us playing how we was last season, how the fans expect us to be playing. And the fans. I'm getting seriously concerned we could end up back where we started. Every day, we bring you latest news on your local team. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a nil-nil draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York. Three County Sport, keeping you up to date with Luton, Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham every day of the week on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's one of those shows today where the, 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 the kind of just lots of thoughts are bubbling under. Lots of things are kind of happening in the background. Uh, we'll be talking about noisy neighbours in a second, but yesterday we talked about um, celebrities not signing things. Happened to me at the weekend. Gary Busey, the film star, refused to sign a DVD. I was humiliated. I allowed myself to be humiliated. That was my problem. So we talked about that, and it, it, it's kind of gone a step further now. Ever had an argument or a physical fisticuffs, I said fisticuffs, with a celebrity? Verbal or physical with a celebrity because I've been um, made to feel less than by celebrities and it's weird we don't tend to stand up to them do we because we think they're special 08459 455 555 that's one of the things N nuisance noisy neighbours always a, a staple of radio phoning well there's new stats are out we'll talk about those in a second do you like football uh, and also those little rubber strips at the back of a car that used to touch the road, what were they for? Yeah, I know that it's com all completely random, but that sometimes, uh, uh, well, I know that you can deal with it when it's like that. So 08459 455 555. You can email as well, ian.lee, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. Let's go to Dennis in Dunstable. Good morning, Ian. Dennis, we're talking about having arguments with celebrities. I know you've called in before about you had a, a situation with Douglas Fairbanks, who owned the bowling alley that you were working at, yeah, and he, he, he lent you um, a, a toothbrush, and, and it was all no, a little no. bit awkward. What story have you got today about celebrities? You've got it the wrong way round. Oh. He came over to see me... Hang, hang on a second, hang on a second. I just want to make this... Let me just make this a little bit more pertinent to... Uh, right, hang on, here we go. Let's make this... Away you go, Dennis. Right. Douglas Fairbanks was a managing director of a company that came from America, and I was running one of his places at Swindon, and he came over to see us, and before he went down to see the rest of the staff, he wanted a wash, so I used the wash place in my office... Then he said to me, have you got a toothbrush? So I said, yes, a personal one. Oh, I don't mind. He said, I'll use it. So he cleans his teeth with it, which appears to be luminous teeth anyway. And then he scrubbed his fingernails with it and he gave it back to me, grey. So I dropped in the dustbin and he looked surprised that I'd thrown it away. I think he thought I was going to keep it as a souvenir. So that's my little tale. OK. Stop the music now.
the mushy peas. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Dennis. Always a pleasure. Very rarely a chore. Now, new research suggests that more of us are complaining about nightmare neighbours in the three counties. According to a witch survey, more than a quarter of UK adults report... There's a question mark there. I'm reading the question mark. That's what I'm doing. That's their trademark. Exactly. That's their thing. You've got to do it. Which? More than a quarter of UK adults reported problems in the past year. Well, we can... Uh, I'd love to hear your stories on this, by the way. 08459 455 555. We can uh, speak to Sarah, as she wants to be known, from Hertfordshire. Sarah, you have had problems with uh, with neighbours. Tell us your story. What happened? Um, hi, Ian. Morning. Morning. Um, from... If, if I just... I, I have to create a, a, um, an Excel log um, for the police every time something happens. Well, you have to jot down on your computer all, all the little bits and pieces that yeah, go on. Um, I have to put in a URN number, the incident that occurred at what time and um, where, it, where it happened. Um, since 2011, up until... 25th of last month, I've got 83 logs with regards to either... At, at its worst, it was rocks through my window, rocks thrown to my house, stones, um, motorbikes stolen, um, verbal abuse, uh, physical um, physical altercations um, with my sons being attacked. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant at all. Well, it sounds absolutely hideous. Sorry, did you say it's been going on since 2011? 2011. And obviously we don't want names or anything like that, no, but no. You, 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 you know who's doing it? I do, yeah. Uh, um, uh, yes, I've, I've, we've, we've had... Um, I know on your show you had um, the uh, uh, Beds and Bucks police talking about yeah. uh, curfew and dispersal orders. We've had one of those. Uh, that kind of alleviated the problem for a little while, uh, and then it, it came back to to being as bad as it was. Um, my my for, for me personally, it was because I could see um, one of my neighbours being racially abused, and I stood up and I said, "Look, I'm I'm happy to give evidence. It, it, if if I don't say anything, it means I condone it, and I certainly don't." And this is the fallout for it. Well, it's very brave of you to um, to stand up like that. Do you regret sticking up for your neighbour? No, I don't. Because, Ian, it, 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 if everybody did it, then... I say if everybody did it, then everybody would be probably in the same situation as myself. Um, it, it's taken a toll on my health. It's taken a toll on me mentally. It took a, it to a point that I had to have extensive counselling because it, I, I wasn't leaving the house through the fear of leaving my property unattended um, and as to what I would find when I came back. I mean, I've got egg splatters on, on the front of my, my house. Um, I, I've, lost, I, I've lost count as to how many windows have been smashed. Um, I think the, the financial fallout for myself has probably been in excess of three and a half, four thousand pounds and that's that's you can't put a financial figure on how that affected me mentally. When was the last time it happened? Twenty fifth of August. Um, I was. It was Bank Holiday Monday. It was ten o'clock at night. I was doing some work, um, ready for work the following morning. Um, I just had the radio on, sitting underneath my stairs where my little computer is, and I heard a car drive past. They shouted my son's name, 
and um, a few expletives. I, I've had CCTV put in, but, I mean, it's domestic CCTV. It's not, you know, it's not a covert operation that I've got going on on the front of my house. And I, I, all I could... I couldn't make out the registration number on the car, and they went past my house far too quickly. But it was a quiet evening. I could hear my son's name, and I could hear the swear words. So you know who it is... I've got, yes, I've, I've, I've given evidence. Well, why, don't the, why, why haven't they been arrested? Why, why haven't no, the, the police got involved? Given, they've, been given, they've been given antisocial behaviour injunctions. Well, as we all know, they work really well, don't they? Well, clearly they have done, and, and ASBOs. And those that have breached those ASBOs get taken to court and they get slapped with a £50 fine. It's almost worth it. It's almost worth, you know, paying 50 quid if you, if you get away with, you know, if you're having fun right. winding someone up. And it's, it's also, and, and also I, I know that, you know, I think it was either last week or the week before, you were saying that we were having to be the police's investigator. Mm. Yes, yeah, we do have to be. What were they wearing? Do you recognise them? Yes, I do recognise them. I recognise them by what they're wearing. I recognise them by their walk. No, I'm sorry, that won't stand up in court. Oh, right, well, you know, that's the best that I can do. Have the, police, have the police tried to be helpful, Sarah? Are they, as fr are they frustrated as well, or do you well, think they're a little I, bit dismissive? There's an element of that as well. Um, I, I know that recently I, um, it came to my attention that somebody had posted a picture of my son on um, social media with, um, with, the, with a few expletives and referring to him as... Uh, yeah, well, anyway, yeah. and um, I, I brought it to the police's attention because as far as I was concerned, that was trolling and an inciting aggravation, um, and it took me two weeks to prove that. How old is your son? My son's 22. And uh, um, it, uh, uh, they're, they're known to him, but yeah. they're known to all of us. Is, is, is your son, I mean, is he involved in gangs or things no, like no, that? No, he's, he, he works full-time. Oh, he's into to car meets and trekking up and down the countryside to, to, to go to these car meets. How are you, how are you coping, Sarah? I, I, three years of this, I don't think I'd be able to stand it. Um, it, it. At its worst, Ian, it took its toll quite heavily on me mentally. Really, um, yeah, if I want to... I don't really want to say this on air. Um, did I consider ending it? Yes, I did. For a split second, yes, I did. Oh, I can completely understand why you would, why that, why that thought would pop into your head, of course. So no shame in that. It's uh, just fingers crossed that, that, that there is nothing else for this month. Fingers yeah. crossed is, is, is no way to live your life, is it? Have you ever considered... Uh, I mean, you must have considered it, but why don't you move out? I can't afford to, Ian. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in um, shared ownership property... Um, I'd spoken to my housing association, and that that was their that 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 was their answer. You know, you can you can move out, and I said, with what funds? Mm. With what funds do I have available for where I live, and for the equity that I would take out of my home? I wouldn't even be able to afford to buy a garage. So, and that would mean. I mean, I've got two sons. They're they're twenty and twenty two. They both work locally. That would mean having to, to put a financial burden onto them to be able to get to work, and um, and they can't afford to go and buy somewhere independent or rent somewhere independent. So 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping them housed because we are a family unit. But if we did move, that would mean having to fracture that family mm. unit due to the elements in in the in the street. I don't know what to say. So I, I wish you the very best of luck. I, I, I hope that these idiots either move or see sense or, or, or whatever. And I hope this, this it sounds absolutely hellish. It's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. But thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks. That's, um, that's Sarah. We're going to be hard pushed to find a story worse than that. So we're not looking for one worse than that. Oh, I found that very unpleasant. We won't get one worse than that. So don't feel you have to, I don't know, compete with Sarah's story. But your nightmare neighbours, please. 08459 455555. Half past. Let's get the travel with Nicola. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to look quite slow at the moment on the Great North Road, uh, just at the Black Cat roundabouts. The A1M heading southbound, slow moving on the speed sensors this morning between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M25 is queuing at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley, also queuing between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself on camera is looking very heavy at the moment from the Denham roundabout to the M25. So far on the trains, everything is running well. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. Police say the current investigation is not linked to a previous case at the Greenacres site. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club. The club have posted a tribute on their website. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints Complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. A survey by the Consumer Association, which says more than a quarter of adults in the UK have problems with nuisance neighbours. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship with assistant coaches Ruben Martinez and Javier Pereira in charge following new manager Oscar Garcia's illness. Midfielder Keith Andrews is ruled out after getting injured in the warm-up on Saturday. In League One, Milton Keynes-Dons have centre-half Carl McFadzen back from suspension for the home game with Bradford. In League Two, Luton go to York with manager John Still saying there's more to come from Saturday's match winner Mark Cullen. Typical Mark Cullen goal, isn't it? Getting across a defender turning in the corner you know I, I felt for Mark his work rate's been good his uh, form hasn't been great his goal scoring hasn't been great got the first one to start of the season yet when you see him in training he's electric and you know I always believe that form's temporary you know we found that last year form's temporary uh, Mark's a quality player and uh, took his goal really really well and really pleased for him Stevenage are at Berry with manager Graham Westley satisfied with his side start to the season. We've still won, you know, three games in our first seven, and you know that's a, a positive. Um, you know, if we can if we can build on that and start taking our, our, our confidence into into football matches, which will happen, and start improving our decision making, which will happen, and get one or two of those big lads back, I think we can we can expect to see this team emerge as I keep saying it will. 
And also in League Two, Wickham are away to Plymouth. There's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. In the Premier League last night, West Ham twice came from behind to draw two all at Hull. Tonight, the group stages of the Champions League get underway with Arsenal away to Dortmund and Liverpool at home to the Bulgarian champions, Luda Goretz. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Part of the reason I don't like football is... Well, it's boring. I don't mind kicking a ball around, I discovered a couple of years ago. Uh, but it, it, it's boring to watch, isn't it? Uh, uh, but another part of the reason I don't like football is you get, you get plums, plums, like Rio Ferdinand, banging on about it. Now, Rio Ferdinand paid, what, in his prime? I'm going to pluck a figure out of the air. £160,000 a week, probably. Sounds about right, doesn't it, Kells? Yeah, why not? He was, he was a popular footballer in his day. Yeah. Um, and then he's, he's, a, he's got a book coming out, Rio Ferdinand. It's his autobiography. That means that he didn't write it, guys. Oh, no, hang on. That means he should have written it, but another man would have written it. Maybe even a team of men. You right, Kath? You right, Kath? Yeah. Yeah? Good we? Yeah. Okay. One young star cried in front of the boss when he didn't get picked. I told him to stop being a baby, said tough man Rio Ferdinand. The same Rio Ferdinand who, when he didn't get picked for England because he's too old and he's not that good anymore, went and had a little strop on Twitter like a 15-year-old schoolgirl who's been dumped by her older boyfriend. He's pathetic. And this is one of the reasons... Why football is so is so rubbish. You've got these babies, you've got these spoiled babies who, let's be honest, and I'm going to say something I'll qualify in a second, have never done a decent day's work in their life, <laughs> getting paid 170 grand a week, 200, 300,000 pounds a week. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, my mama. I have done a decent day's work in my life. Just one day, but I did it, and it was horrible. Never did that again. It was horrible, all dirty and sweaty. Wasn't any, any of that. What were you down a mine? <laughs> no, I've, you're working at B Jam. Hey, no, hey, here we go. Here's, here we go. We can do this. Worst jobs you've ever had. Um, picking litter in a Pakistani desert. Beat that. Yeah, that's what I did. I picked litter in a desert in Pakistan. Beat that. Were you wearing a like pink overall? No, I think I uh, was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. What's your beef? Was it community service? It was not a prisoner, but prisoners get off lighter than that. You get off lighter than that if you go and murder somebody. What were you litter picking for? Because there was litter in the desert in Pakistan. I had to pick it up. You're working on a film set. Yeah, it was yeah, a okay. desert. No, it was a real desert in Pakistan. That wasn't your job, though. You weren't a litter picker. I was... What do you mean that wasn't my job? That day, that was my job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you, you go on as if that was your job. Oh, job what? description, litter picker. Right, that day, my job description was pick up litter in the desert. You were working on a film set because your dad worked there. It's massive nepotism. It was a desert in Pakistan. Me and Kelly never worked on a film... Oh, I, I did, actually, but... We never worked on a film set, did we? No, but it wasn't a film... It was an actual Pakistani desert. That you were using as a film set? Yeah, but it was a desert in Pakistan. I had to pick up litter. Yeah, fair dues. You had it really rough. Thank you very much indeed. Blimey! Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Now, yesterday we caught wind of some rather unusual goings on in a field just outside Luton. 
Police spent hours searching scrubland after locals reported two men acting suspiciously. Well, our po- uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes can tell us. Well, you can tell us a bit more, Paul, but not too much. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Ian. Basically, we, we know that a call went into Bedfordshire Police at around half past seven on Sunday, and that call was basically saying that there were two men acting suspiciously in a field near to the Woodside area, um, just outside of Caddington. And at that point, quite a significant police response uh, was sort of sent out. A number of officers and a helicopter were, were sent out to the area to have a look. Um, one resident, and also the local councillor, Richard Stay, he said he saw the men and called the police. And that's all we know, is it? Paul? Oh, you're, you're still there. There's a slight delay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, well, what, we, what, what he says is that he saw two men acting suspiciously uh, in what is effectively the flight path of Lucian Airport, and uh, he called the police and that uh, a number of armed response units turned up um, and, you know, were there for quite a while. And, and, uh, and what we know is that even as late as yesterday evening, there were men and uh, sort of police women on the scene. They were in overalls, uh, scything through undergrowth, looking for something. The men ran off uh, at the time of being challenged by the councillor and uh, and have not been seen since. But we do obviously understand that the police were taking it fairly seriously, that even there may have been involvement from other forces, including the Met Police. Um, but the police, all they would confirm was that further inquiries were ongoing at the time and that local officers in the area were there to reassure residents. Um, and they said that uh, their inquiries were ongoing. But they said that there were no intelligence uh, sort of uh, information pieces which had come to light, which suggested that anyone was in any danger at this time. OK, so, so um, keep your eyes open, but don't panic is the basic message. Well, essentially, yes. Someone was acting suspiciously in the eyes of one resident and uh, the police, I would say, acted with this sort of obvious, uh, you know, necessity that they have to when somebody makes that sort of suggestion, especially in an area like that in, in these times as well, I suppose. Um, I mean, the police haven't gone into much detail. They have, have really left out a lot of what we knew uh, happened on the scene yesterday because I think there's a sort of an element of operational matters that they want to keep to themselves and uh, and we don't know anything more about whether or not there was any prior uh, sort of, you know, uh, intelligence that was suggesting that there was perhaps something like this in the offing anyway. But uh, we're entering the realms of speculation, but I think that the, that the police sort of were clearly taking it serious enough to, to dispatch a serious presence in the area. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paul. So don't panic. Don't panic, Mr Mannering, I think is the the message to be had there. So, do you like football? It's it's a real hodgepodge hodgepodge of a show today. Do you like football? I suspect most people don't. We had uh, an email from Glenn in Cyprus who doesn't understand why football is on, well, this station and radio and television in general so much. Nor do I. I don't get it. I know Tony Blackburn doesn't get it. He's in the building. We might get him down a little bit later on um, to tell us why he don't like it. Because he's a bit of a geezer. He's been around. 08459 455 555. Your neighbours from hell. And can someone please explain the little rubber strip at the back of the cars that you used to uh, 
used to get in the 70s. I, I thought it was to counter the electrical charge, to earth the car. Kath thinks it's to stop motion sickness. Well, how does that work? Steve's emailed him. The little strip that hung from the back of cars was supposed to touch the road to earth out the car and stop electric shocks. It's rarely worked, though. I'm constantly getting electric shocks from my cars. Constantly. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. Should we have a, a, a quick look at the front pages? Yeah, why the hell not? Why the hell not? They're not very pleasant at the moment, the front pages, as I'm pretty sure you can guess. Lots of them telling us about... Um... Oh, we'll do that in a second. Let's go to Dave in Milton Keynes. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. The rubber strip on the back of cars. Yeah, it was definitely to earth the car down. It's a 10 meg ohm uh, resistor on a stick, basically. And it's supposed to stop the shocks. But what you can do to stop it is touch anything metal before you put your foot on the floor. Well, well wouldn't the wheels be earth the car? They're rubber no, no, and they're touching the floor. Yeah, but the rubber on the uh, thing on the back is actually resistive, so it earths the car out. So where is the electricity coming from? Is it like when you rub your, your feet on the, the carpet in um, uh, Debenhams? Yeah, static build-up, that's all it is. Because I get, well, coming out of my polo, I get the worst electric shock. In fact, there is, um, uh, in Manchester, there is a multi-storey car park, one of those ones where you have to um, take a ticket out of the machine as you go in. Man alive, the shock. I've, I've used it three <laughs> times. Every time, I've just had the biggest electric shock touching that. Yeah, so what you do, open your car door, hold on to this door frame and then put your foot on the floor and you'll never get a shock again. So, And it's definitely not to stop kids getting travel sick? No, absolutely not, no. OK. Are you, do you like football, Dave? That was my next thing. I can't stand it. It never could. Absolute load of old tosh. And I bet you I felt I was made to feel less than as a kid growing up because I didn't same. like football. Exactly the same. You know, exactly the same. What other old nonsense? People running around kicking each other and, and balling at each other. Nonsense. My mate Andy, you know, he goes to every football game uh, that Luton play at. Absolutely loves it. Me, I can't stand it. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Dave, speak the sense. He speak the sense. Um, who have we got, Catherine? Vader 2, Jamie and Dunstable. Jamie! Good morning. Morning, boss. What you got for us? Uh, no, the arguments with celebrities. Oh, yo, um, yeah, yes. I forgot about that one. Ever had a dust-up or a bust-up with a celebrity? Yeah, it was about 20 years ago when I was a bit more of a gobby teenager. Yeah. Um, we were doing the Live 94 show and we were doing a music stand. Every time he tried to speak, I'd turn the music up over him. And in the end, he kind of lost the plot and came over and had a go at me. Who was this? The Jeremy Beadle. Oh, Jeremy Beadle! There's the big reveal. Yeah. A, 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 um, a legend, of course. I've heard famously grumpy gentleman. He, well, he was, but I did kind of wind him up quite a lot as well. So what was he talking about? I can't remember. You couldn't hear. It, <laughs> no. <laughs> but every time he went to speak, somebody would go to his stand and then I'd turn the music up. Okay, well, no, I, I need to qualify this, Jamie, because this is, have you ever had a dust-up with a celebrity? He told you off. Did you give it back? Oh, yeah, because I was, like, eight, 17 at the time, so I just sort of argued my call. And I can't remember, remember what I said. I said, I wouldn't swear, but I probably wasn't very polite. Jamie and Dunstable, thank you very much indeed. We're asking this morning, ever had a row with a celebrity? Jeremy Beadle. I forgot about Jeremy Beadle. Beadle bum. Famously grumpy gentleman, I'm led to believe. 
Led to believe. Came to work here once. Oh, yes. And uh, at that point, he was um, he had a pub quiz business. Uh, what? Yeah. Really? And if I recall correctly, he came on and, and basically did a pub quiz for a couple of hours. People, look, if I were to sit here and do a pub quiz or a pass-it-on quiz where I ask a, some, several questions and if you get a question right, you're allowed to ask your own question... We would we would not stop getting phone calls. You two will be will be ragged by the end of the show. Gosh, imagine that. I once um, told someone that Jeremy Beadle was my dad. Why? I don't really know. Oh, it's funny. It's a funny and thing he, to do. He believed it, and then um, when he died, Jeremy Beadle, I got condolences on my <gasps> Facebook wall. No. It's awful, isn't it? Why did I do that? And then did you come out and say actually he wasn't my dad, or did you go? Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for thinking of I, me. I, I saw him, the, the guy out again, and I was like, I've oh, got something to say. And he was like, oh, I really believed you. I was really... What a relief for you, though, to find out he wasn't your dad. Yeah. When, was... when did you find out? Um, when I realised that he wasn't... That would explain it. Yeah. Kelly, great story. Great story from Kels there. Excellent. I think spontaneous uh, <laughs> round of applause is uh, definitely warranted. Thanks very much, Kelly. Finish it now. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M are heading southbound, very slow moving at the moment, between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also very heavy on the A1M, just between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. The M1's looking very heavy, heading southbound between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. The M40 on camera looking very heavy heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. So far, no problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Phew. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. A BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. And there's a full Football League programme tonight with matches for Watford, MK Dons, Luton, Stephen, Asian, Wickham. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Misty and murky this morning. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for dense patches of fog. Some places, visibility considerably reduced, so driving conditions tricky. We've also got one or two showers working their way through as well. Quite sharp ones too. Uh, it just looks like they're skirting past uh, parts of Bedfordshire at the moment, so don't be surprised if you do catch one of those. Eventually, though, this mist and fog will lift. The cloud will break. We'll get some sunny spells, and that, in turn, could spark off some more isolated showers this afternoon. But in the sunshine... It's going to feel really pleasant. The maximum temperature, 22 Celsius. A repeat performance overnight. We've got clear spells at first, but then low cloud moving in from the east with its mist and fog patches. Perhaps not quite as widespread or as dense as this morning, but still a risk nonetheless. And the minimum temperature, 14 Celsius. For tomorrow morning, a misty start, but it will clear. We'll get some sunny spells. Again, a risk of an isolated shower. Just a slight risk, though, tomorrow. Most places dry. Maximum temperature, a warm 23 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Now a word from Roberto. 
every weekday from three. Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year, clearing up after people who dump rubbish. Then you just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Buckinghamshire New University are running a project to see whether we can make our own luck. It's called <clears throat> Go Luck Yourself. Dr Matthew Smith is a senior lecturer in psychology at the university. He can tell us a bit more. Morning, Matthew. Good morning. What is this project, sir? Well, it is uh, about, as you say, trying to see if uh, psychology can help you to influence the luck that you experience. Oh. Um, so I did some research a number of years ago as part of my PhD on the psychology of luck. Um, and in the last few years, I've also become more and more interested in the area of positive psychology, which is looking at ways in which you can draw upon psychology to improve one's health and well-being. In this particular project, we want to see if we can combine those two areas of psychology to see if areas of positive psychology can also influence the luck that we experience. That's what it's about. Are these affirmations that we're talking about? Uh, no, no. We're looking at areas that draw upon different parts of... Um, positive psychology. So, for example, it could include things like gratitude. Um, there's areas of psychology called mindfulness, also optimism, just looking at ways in which people can probably influence how they interact with the world around them. Mm. And what I'm trying to explore is whether or not that impacts upon the, the, the things that happen to you. So often things that we attribute to luck, we feel as though they're out of our control. Perhaps some of them are things we can do something about. What kind of, what, what, what do you mean by luck? What's your definition here? Uh, well, that's actually a really good question, and part of the first session is to explore what we do mean by luck, because what I, mean, uh, what I, what I would see luck to be is something broader than just those random things over which we have absolutely no control. So we, we look at those kinds of events that people might say are good luck or bad luck. So we could talk about quite trivial things, such as finding a car parking space just when you need one, or the more important things in life, such as finding the person who becomes your partner, getting a good job. To many people, those things are at least influenced in part by luck or chance. So is this, to, to boil this down, are you saying that, um, that um, the optimists will be luckier than pessimists and you're trying to, 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 to encourage people to be more optimistic? Um, well, that, it doesn't boil down to that, but I think that's a key part of it because I think um, one part of the, the project is looking at something we call the good luck mindset, yeah. and I would say that includes an optimistic outlook, oh. partly because um, some of the research suggests already that people that expect good things to happen tend to, that there's increased chances that those things can happen. I hate so, those people. <laughs> I really hate those people. And, and it is, it's, and it's this, this idea that often people, you do feel that people are either optimistic or pessimistic. Well, again, positive psychology research suggests you can learn to become more optimistic. So we're going to explore that. Really? Because I'll be honest, uh, Matthew, I'm as miserable as sin, and I am very much the, the uh, glass is... Uh, what, what the hell is a glass doing there in the first place? Uh, so how, what, what kind of, how would you change that sort of attitude? Uh, well, well, part of it is to... Well, again, I would suggest people, if they are interested in, in learning these things, because it's not something you can kind of summarise very, very quickly. No, of course. But, but there's, um, to take part in the project is, if you go to bucks.ac.uk forward slash luck, 
that explains a bit more what's going to what's going to involve in the project. It actually runs over 12 weeks, so if people want to take part, it's not something they're going to get a quick fix. Part of it is saying if you try these things out over a period of time, and then you monitor any changes in your life, do you notice any changes in those experiences we call luck? And as part of that, people would be able to look at what the good luck mindset would include, and that would include looking at little ways in which you might be able to cultivate being more optimistic, amongst and, other things. And are these um, things that you practice yourself? Yes. So people can either take part by coming into the university, if they're local to High Wycombe, which is where we're based, but we're also going to put materials online um, so people can sign up. They'll then get sent a username and password to access the materials. And a big part of it is is to then try the things out, almost like homework, yeah. whereas in their daily life they can be doing things. So when they notice things are happening <clears throat> in a certain way, they can look at ways in which they can think about it, things they can do that might change what's happening. Well, Matthew, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed that lots of people get in touch. Indeed. Uh, and I hope it's a success. Maybe we'll speak to you at the end of when you've got to your results and we can have a chat. Would love to. Thank you very much indeed, Dr Matthew Smith, Senior Lecturer in Psychology at Buckinghamshire New University. Where do you sit on luck? There are some people who seem to be luckier than others. Is it a mindset? There'll be some of you plums who think it's to do with the stars and when you were born. Are you a lucky person, Kels? Yeah. Well, where, where's the Ev? Just this. <laughs> she thinks that this is lucky. We're down on our luck, us three. We're, uh, we're down at the end of Lonely Street. This is called Heartbreak Hotel. Nah, that's all right. Catherine, you strike me as a very unlucky woman. Uh, I don't really believe in luck. What? Don't really believe in it. What do you mean, don't believe in it? It exists. Nonsense. What? Stuff happens, deal with it. That's my philosophy. But, yeah, but good stuff happens. Yeah, but also bad stuff happens. Are you, do you think it kind of equals itself out in the yes. end? Yes, yes. But it depends how much you let the bad stuff affect you. And ah. sometimes you've got to be unhappy ah. for a while to realise when you were well off. Ah. Ah. What? Yeah. Ah. Ah. What? Ah. ah. What? Uh, ah. <laughs> Ian, you're my favourite person to be annoying with. Oh. Kath? You both irritate the ah. bejeebas out of me. Kels, you're my favourite person to be annoying with as well. Thank you, mate. That, you're that, both um, very, very good at being annoying. Have it. That and my eldest son. Oh. We love being annoying. I'll bring you're him in one day. He's favourite as well. Yeah, right. yeah. Same height. Ah. Oh. Ah. Really? We've got five minutes before the news. Is this going to go on all the way through? We've got nothing else. Oh. Oh, hey. Ah. <laughs> oh, really? I've got some texts. <laughs> Dave reckons the rubber strip on cars in the 70s was a small handle for mechanics to pull themselves along while working under a car. <laughs> oh. Tiny mechanics. My neighbour is from hell and goes there from her home. She's not doing anything all day, but comes out to shout and scream at 9 or 10pm. Not just that, she allows her kids to vandalise the gardens in our close and then gob off at us. Aww. Her parents must be proud. You're supposed to take this a bit more seriously. Andrew from High Wycombe says, those rubber strips on the back of a car contained a metal wire which was supposedly able to ground your car to stop the build-up of static. I don't remember it working because I always got zapped by cars and still do by many things, especially metal handrails. Maybe it's my electric personality. No. <laughs> oh, dear. 
I like the Dennis and Douglas story music, if not the story itself, says Linda. Was it Buttons and Bows? Oh, yeah, it was Buttons and Bows. And here's an annoyed celebrity story, everyone. Pauline Hemmel says, I met Fred Elliott at Euston and he wouldn't pose with me in a I've a train to catch, I say I've a train to catch. He finally relented and grinned for a split second for the picture and promptly returned to a scowl. I'm afraid I catcalled him all the way to platform 22. And Simon Newham from Leighton Buzzard says, It annoys me how much people moan about how much footballers get paid. I agree they get paid far too much, but so do other sportsmen such as golfers, rugby players and Formula One drivers and even movie stars, but no one moans about them. Love the show. Movie stars are worth it. And Justin Dealey's in trouble with Sue Miller of Kempston. Oh, why? What's he done now? Next time I see him, he'll get a smacked bottom. Football's not just a man's sport. Women love it as well. Yeah. I'm off to York tonight to see Luton, and I'll be back in the early hours of the morning, only to get up early for my weekly Take the Grand's Kids to School exercise. Oh. Yes, I love football! Gosh. I like that lady. Yeah, I like that lady, like even her. though she's absolutely bonkers. Rugby stars don't get paid as much as football stars. No. Golfers get paid a lot of money. Yeah, don't they, though? Yeah, and oh. so do car drivers, racing yeah, car drivers. Yeah, yeah. But racing cars isn't a sport. Tell you who uh, also get paid quite a lot. Yeah. Pop men and women. But they're worth it. They are... They're not always worth it, are they? Name one pop ma- man or woman that isn't worth it. Um, Chaz. No, oh, come on, don't mess with Chaz and Chaz and Dave. Flipping heck, mate. Peter Andre. What about him? I mean, what's he for? Never mm, think, hang on. Boggle. Boggle again. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's queuing at the moment on the Great North Road heading southbound just to the Black Cat roundabouts where those major roadworks are continuing. The M1's also looking quite heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 11 at Dunstable Road. The A1M looking heavy as well on the sensors between Junction 3 at St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. The M25 itself looking very heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And it's also queuing heading anti Clockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself on camera rather heavy moving, heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. And in Borenwood at the moment, it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Taking a look at the departure boards for the trains, and everything's running well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. What a luxurious stroll through the travel you had there, Nicola. I did indeed. You, you didn't have to cram it all in. You you enjoyed the extra little oh. space I gave you? I do. I've quite enjoyed that. Yeah, don't get used I'm to it, all right? Out. It's a one-off. Oh. OK. Thanks very much. <laughs> don't underestimate a scenic. Here we go. Never underestimate a scenic. Right, lots coming up in the last hour of the show, including neighbours from hell, celebrities you've had uh, words with, or even fisticuffs. If you've had a fight with someone famous, like a proper dust-up, I don't condone it. I'd love to hear it. Oh, whatever you fancy calling in about. 08459 455 555. I'm off for a wee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, new slavery investigation at Bedfordshire Caravan Site, tribute to rugby player killed in A6 crash and rising complaints about noisy neighbours. BBC Three Counties Radio. Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. Two men and two women were arrested during dawn raids on Sunday at the Greenacres site in Little Billington. The same site was raided three years ago and four people were convicted of slavery-related offences, but police say the latest investigation is not linked. Detective Superintendent David Sestaro says it was the public who alerted them. People noticing um, people who they described as workers who looked dishevelled and under the control of individuals who we identified as coming from that particular site. So it really is the public who raised this with us. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club. The club have posted a tribute on their website, confirming that Mr Davey was returning from a match at Bedford Swifts. The incident involved his Audi R8 and a Porsche which did not stop. Police are trying to trace the Porsche driver. David Cameron, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg have signed a joint declaration promising to transfer extensive new powers to the Scottish Parliament if voters reject independence in Thursday's referendum. The pledge appears on the front of today's Daily Record newspaper. Police in Thailand investigating the murders of two British tourists say they've ruled out other British holidaymakers as possible suspects. David Miller from Jersey and Hannah Witheridge from Norfolk were killed yesterday. Police had said they wanted to speak to a British man who's thought to be a friend of Mr Miller. They say the investigation into the attack is now focused on Burmese migrant workers. A BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in Beds, Hearts and Bucks and a survey by the Consumer Association which says more than a quarter of adults in the UK have problems with nuisance neighbours. Richard Lloyd is from which? The first thing to do is to try and speak. It can be difficult, you need to pluck up the courage to do that but if someone isn't aware that they're causing a problem to you then that can sort the issue out quickly. But if you're frightened of talking to your neighbour uh, then you need to contact the local authority. They often have an antisocial behaviour unit now, uh, your landlord, the local authority or your housing association, or you can go to the police in an extreme case. A man who spent yesterday afternoon and evening on the roof of the Luton and Dunstable Hospital came down last night. Police negotiators were called in. The hospital said the man was not known to them. 20 jobs have been lost in Milton Keynes after the sports bar company Riley's went into administration. The firm's headquarters is in Shenley Wood. 15 bars have been closed across the country, including the one in Luton. In sport, there's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship. MK Dons host Bradford in League One and in League Two, Luton go to York, Stevenage are at Bury, and Wickham are away to Plymouth. The weather, mist and fog clearing to leave a warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning! This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Ah, should we have a little uh, recap? We're talking about um, people possibly working against their will. We're talking about neighbours from hell. Ever had a fight with a celebrity? Oh, and all kinds of bits and pieces. I can't remember what else. Those little um, flaps that you hang off the back of your oh, car. Oh, I've got an email about flaps. Oh, yeah. It went to my spam folder, but I've got it. It's a good, e- it's a good email. Excellent. And anything else we're talking about, Kels? 
Anyone? Guys? Beulah? That was oh. it, wasn't it? Well, uh, you could talk about keeping cats in, but we really haven't been talking about that. Nah, we shan't bother. Oh, football. Do you like it? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now Bedfordshire Police have freed eight men who've apparently been held captive at a travellers' site near Leighton Buzzard. Four people were arrested in a dawn raid at the Green Acres Travellers' Site on Sunday morning. Three years ago, at the same camp, 24 men were found living in squalor and being forced to work for little or no pay. I'm joined now by Andrew Salou, the MP for South West Bedfordshire, who's part of the all-party parliamentary group on human trafficking and modern-day slavery. Uh, morning, Andrew. What's your reaction to this latest raid? Well, I'm absolutely staggered that this has happened a second time, almost three years to the day, that Bedfordshire Police sent in uh, 200 officers and found 24 slaves. I mean, I just think, do these people never learn? It's just unbelievable, isn't it, that they've gone back to their old ways and right under our noses again, just outside Leighton Buzzard, eight people being forced to work as slaves here in Britain in 2014. Now, obviously, there's, there, there have been uh, people arrested and charged. The Connors, members of the Connors family were charged uh, uh, recently or a few years ago. There's no connection uh, between this and, and, and what's happening at the moment. But what do you make of the response from the police and the council? Well, it seems to have been a very professional operation. 65 officers went in at 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. I know that the... Uh, People who've been kept in slavery are being looked after very well in secret locations by Central Bedfordshire Council with the assistance of the Salvation Army and the Red Cross. They're getting all the medical care and the health uh, care that they need. And uh, what I want to see now is uh, prosecutions and these evil people behind bars. Do you think that uh, modern-day slavery is a, a growing problem? Well, it's very, very difficult to get estimates because it is a crime and it operates in the shadows. But I think the best guess we have is that there are about 10,000 people being kept in conditions like this in the UK. And I think the most important thing I want to say this morning is that everyone has a role in combating this evil, evil trade. It's not just the government, the council and the police. It's you and I. When we go into a shop, when we go into a restaurant, we go into a factory, when we move around our communities, keep your eyes and ears open. These people were out working before they were doing block paving on people's drives. Did no one ever think about the condition of the workmen on their drive and think to ask a question and perhaps raise concerns with the police or with the local authorities? Do you know what, Andrew? I, I, I don't know if most people would consider to, to, to go up to someone and go, excuse me, are you, being, are you working against your will? It's, it's such an alien concept for most people. Well, it is. I mean, worldwide, we've got more people in slavery today than we've ever had. They estimate about 27 million people around the world. They're mainly in India and Pakistan, but they're here in the UK as well in 2014. And they're, you know, they're around leafy, latent buzzards. So if they're around leafy, latent buzzards, you know, where else are they? in the UK, Luton, Bedford, you know, I just think we all need to keep our eyes and ears open to help the police, to help the local authority, to help the National Crime Agency, who also played a very important part in uh, providing the intelligence to go and liberate these slaves. And as I say, I want the public to play their part.
Uh, so if anyone has any suspicions, you suggest that maybe they phone the police and uh, report them? Phone the police, ring Crime Stoppers, ring 101. Um, you know, it's a thousand times better if you have a concern to raise the police and perhaps there was nothing wrong than to keep quiet and maybe that poor person been carrying on exploited for years and years to come. Last time the police went in, some of these people had been there for 15 years or more. That's absolutely shameful. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it there, Andrew. I think that's, uh, that certainly illustrates the, uh, just how problematic and how bad this situation can be. Andrew Salou, the MP for South West Bedfordshire, just to clarify, of course, the, 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 the Connors uh, were um, arrested, charged and found guilty in 2012. Um, it's the same location, but the police say there is no connection. It's just a coincidence. I, I think we've, uh, that's about right, isn't it, Catherine? It's, yeah. it's, it's a coincidence. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number should you uh, uh, wish to give us uh, a call. We'll be talking about uh, nuisance neighbours um, in a little bit. And I'm try we're trying to get our heads around football, around why people love football so much. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It all comes from an email we had from uh, Glenn, who's on holiday in Cyprus. Glenn, may I suggest, sir, with the greatest of respect, instead of listening to this rubbish, get a life. You're on holiday in Cyprus, for God's sakes. Go and enjoy it. Man alive. Uh, but he was confused as to why football plays such a big part of uh, 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 this show, well, in the sports bulletins it does, this radio station, and radio and television in general. And I must admit, it's one of those things I don't get. Most people in, the, in this country don't like football. That's right, isn't it? I mean, that, that, that's a statistical fact. A significant number of people do like football, but most people don't like football. It's just the ones that do shout. They are very, very shouty, literally mm. and... Uh, 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 yeah, literally. I mean, I, 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 very rarely do I enter the back pages of uh, the newspapers. Well, you wouldn't. Why would you? And it is. It's all football. So, so far... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, football. Um, eight, football, and then we get a little bit on golf. Do you know what that says to me? And a little bit on boxing. It says to me that a certain kind of man is still running things. Football man? Well, man that assumes everyone else likes what he likes. Oh, hang on a minute. This is good. Do you go to page 44 of The Sun? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Where's, um, where, where's, my, where's my, my, my credit card? I don't have one. Uh, my uh, uh, switch card. You don't get those anymore. I've just seen something that looks absolutely blooming fantastic. What is it? It's Tommy, the World War One centenary bear. Oh, he's saluting. Yeah. He's saluting. That's what a great way to remember the millions of men who uh, who yeah, died. Yeah, that seems little. It's only um, 199 pounds. Payable in instalments, I'll bet. 39 pounds 98 a month. Uh, 2014 marks 100 years since the outbreak of World War One. In remembrance of those who did their duty for their country, Mary Thought, Britain's oldest existing teddy bear oh, manufacturer, yes. have created Tommy, the World War One centenary bear. This nostalgic bear is based on an original teddy bear pattern. Well, it's a teddy bear that was produced during the war years. Tommy has been handcrafted in the same traditional manner as those original bears. How much is going to the British Legion? Let's, um... Doesn't specify. Here's a thought. If you want to, you know, remember those who suffered and maybe help people who are still suffering, why don't you um, give to the British Legion? 
Peeking out of Tommy's pocket is a little mascot bear. He's a tiny bear. Oh. These bears were often given to soldiers by their loved ones to bring them luck and return them home safely. Didn't work for a lot of people. This little mascot bear, lovingly hand-painted, is yours at no additional cost. Oh, that's included in the £200, is it? The second, the tiny, the tiny inch-high teddy bear is included in the £200. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Ah, limit... Oh, my gosh! See what they've done here. They've done something here. See if you can spot what they've done, Catherine. Available... Ex it's a strictly limited edition, right? See what they've done. Available exclusively from Danbury Mint, Tommy the World War One Centenary Bear is being issued in a strictly limited edition. Only 1,914 pieces can ever be produced worldwide. 1,914, 1914, yeah. the year that the war started. Yeah. Do you see what they've done? Mm. Demand is bound to be high, you reckon? Reserve your bear today. I can't... <laughs> I can't understand. Maybe I've, I've completely... I've got... Maybe I'm insane. Why, th this is more alien... Thank you, Kelly. Uh, this is more alien to me than football. Why would anyone want Tommy? How big is Tommy? He's 14 inches. My height. What? <laughs> yeah, he's... A, that's, that's two foot you got there, Catherine. Really? 14... That's... Someone... One, two... Hang on. Three, four... That yeah, it's, no, it's not. It's bigger than that. That is that is a foot. Why don't you get one and then we can see? You're all right. Can you lend me two hundred pounds yeah. plus six pounds postage and packing? Pretty sure you earn more than me, so. Yeah, I know, but still. I can lend you it if you lend me it first. Okay. Okay. When do you want it? Now. Um, can I give it to you after the show? Yeah, man. When can I have it? After the show. Awesome. Sweet. Totally owned you there, girls. I totally pwned you. Why would anyone want to buy that? I don't understand. Hey, listen. Oh, gosh, Stryker's up to no good. Blimey, Stryker. What's <sighs> a naughty man. Um, I, I could, I, you know, listen, the centenaries and all of that, and it's, it's great that we talk about it, and we've done lots of great work here on BBC Three Counties Radio to, uh, to remember those who fell and those who, you know. But a 14-inch high teddy bear, I don't understand where the, the relevance is. There'll be some sap that buys that, won't there? There'll be a sap that buys that. It's those people that bought um, the uh, uh, the uh, dining plates when uh, Charles married the first lady. <coughs> Whoa, no, you didn't. They were, they were mugs. They were mugs. And I you, have... they, Well, you were a mug if you bought one. Well, I was too young. It's like 1981, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. OK, so I was four. Right. Didn't have pocket money back then. So who bought a mug? Well, I'm just saying, you know, maybe royal babies, royal weddings recently, I do have some oh, um, no, items. But, and you've not done it tongue-in-cheek, cos you're northern, you buy, you buy into all that stuff. I bought the most hideous ones I could find for a laugh, yes, I did. You bought it out of respect to the... Ba Are you going to buy them when the little baby girl comes along? Yeah, of course I am. It's, it's a girl, by the way, it's official. We, we There'll just... be a tin of biscuits at M&S with uh, congratulations, Wills and Kate on. All right, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub your nose, you sound like Frank Sidebottom. I've got an itchy nose. It's the thought of all that memorabilia. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
queuing at the moment on the Great North Road um, at the Black Cat roundabout due to those roadworks that are taking place there. The A1M's also looking very slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1 very heavy at the moment between Junction 12 at Flitwick and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. And just checking on the M1 London bound, that's looking heavy around Junction 9 for Redbourne. Queuing on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. And the M40 on camera looking heavy heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. No reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16, it is uh, Tuesday the 16th of September, I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Four people remain in custody over claims that eight men were being held as modern day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard A BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks and there's a full football league programme tonight with matches for Watford MK BBC Three Counties Radio Tonight, there's a feast of live football here on BBC Three Counties Radio. All of our teams are playing, which means there's four live games you can choose from. Watford, MK Dons, Luton or Stevenage. Chance after chance after chance has gone begging, but he's found the back of the net again. Plus, we'll keep you up to date on Wickham Wanderers. Three Counties Sport, tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Prever joins me, sitting in for Jonathan yes. Burton-Smith, who's, who's dog-sitting all week. He you is. don't like the football either. 22 men standing around, one tap dances for 90 minutes. Why is that entertaining? I've, I've said this before, that the way to make football great, and yes. this will make football... You've got a square pitch, yeah. four goals. That's, that would be good. Four teams playing. I like that. They, they've got to protect their own goal, they can score in any goal, and at, uh, at any point in the, the match, for five minutes, the referee can throw a second ball onto the pitch. You know, kids do this. I've seen kids do this. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Have you seen that? No, no, little no. Little kickers, the no. things the kids play on a Sunday morning. Oh, the little kickers, yeah. They do that, they yeah. do the four goals. You see? Still don't get it. What's on your show today, boss? Uh, coming up, do you care, really care, two days to go if Scotland leaves the Union? I suspect, and I've had this conversation, people just can't be bothered, they're not. If the tabloids put Scotland on the front pages, nobody buys them. Here's south of the border, nobody cares. But should you care, do you care, call me after nine o'clock this morning, please. On 08459 if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Can someone phone up and try and sell football to me? Explain to me what it is. We'll get Dealey, we'll get Dealey on after half eight. He can try and explain football to me, because I don't get it. And I'd like to, and he's, he, he's, you know, I've been to a football match with him before. And I just found it, um, yeah, if you like sitting with 8,000 other men and there's a really tense, awkward atmosphere, then yeah, sure, why not go? If you, if you like sitting on the edge of violence, then go to a football match. Because that's what it feels like. It's two hours of thinking this could kick off at any time. And I don't mean the game. Horrible. 08459 455 555. We've got an email about those uh, rubber strips. 
Uh, where is it? Alan says, Ian, possibly the nearest Halfords ever got to practising complementary medicine. These odd little rubber strips with arrows down the middle hung from the rear bumper of your average Volvo estate and dangled regards on the tarmac, ostensibly to keep Junior in the back seat free from travel sickness by leaching out any static electricity from the car's interior. Needless to say, this bout of holistic blokishness was based on the same brand of opportunistic cobblers as copper bracelets for rheumatism. Soon after installing them, many a well-meaning but gullible dad was duly shamed by his slightly less daft mates over a swift half. You still see the odd threadbare example clinging for dear life to the back of a decrepit 340E. And I thought my dad was tight for not helping me out with my car sickness. Because he those, said they look rubbish. Those copper bracelets, we know that that's, that's guff, don't we? Some people put copper insoles into their shoes as well. Yeah. To, to what, rheumatism, I'm cancer, what's that for? I'm sure when we were kids and went on the French exchange, one of them, one of the people I went with had, like, these bracelets. With Power bracelet. Well, they had, like, a little knobble on the inside of it that yeah. was supposed to press on your... Yeah. I don't know what your powerpoints. My wife's Greek aunt uh, had um, had a, a bracelet that was like supposed to give her super strength. This is true. Well, I wonder, woman. Yeah, and what she would do, she she would prove it to you by um, would, you'd take the bracelet off and she put her arm out and she'd say, <laughs> right, push it down, and you push it down. It's fine. She's seventy-one years old, uh, and then she put the bracelet on and you couldn't push her arm down. Yeah, because she tensed her arm. That's why. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Matt's on the A five. Morning, Matt. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us? I'm just uh, want to have a whinge about motorcycling. Hey, you have a whinge away, fella. Go on. I'm stuck in traffic for the last 15 minutes, and the last seven motorcycles have just overtaken me. Double, double white lines going on the other side of the road. And oh. oh. Ah, so ah. So hang on a minute. Oh. You want to have a whinge about motorcyclists? Really, you're jealous about motorcyclists. In a roundabout way, I suppose you're putting it. Yeah. It's. Have you ever been on a motorbike? No. It is flipping terrifying. I've done it a few times. I've been on the back of those, um, like, taxi bikes. They're all driven by ex-coppers. Hmm, I wonder why they're ex. They're nuts! It is the most terrifying experience. And you're not supposed to hold on to them. You're supposed to hold well, the handles on the seat. Sorry? Yeah. Some of them look like they're playing chicken with the cars inside the road. They do. They do. Uh, so, so you're stuck in track. Are, are you moving at all? I'm uh, just about started now, yeah. All right. Well, Eight five well, Okay. Well, uh, avoid that like the plague, and come Please on, Matt. Do. Let's let's be honest. You're just jealous that they're going to get to work on time. But I am thinking about the football the weekend, though. Oh, Matt, go, get out of here. Get out of here. What's this public service announcement? This uh, PSA we've got, Catherine Boyle. Don't know. Oh, Chris called in. Says, can people put their fog lights on? All oh, right, that wasn't me that wrote that. That was Kelly Betts. Yes, I know, but we're a team. That's why it says Ols. Chris called in. OK. Well, yeah. I'm glad we... I'm can glad you, we... though? Can you, though? If there is fog... But if there's not, don't. don't. It really annoys me. Yeah. Now, it would seem that more of us are moaning about noisy neighbours in the three counties. That's according to the latest research from which... Which, suggest, which, which suggests more than a quarter of adults in the UK have had problems with people living next door to them in the past year alone. We can speak now to Louise Percival, who's a community mediator and trustee of Mediation Works in Milton Keynes. Uh, morning to you, Louise. Good morning, Ian. What, what are the most common complaints that you have to deal with? Um, I would say noise is fairly high up on the list, followed sort of by boundary issues and parking, people's pets... Then it moves down to children, antisocial behaviour, 
For, for mediation to work, then obviously you've got to have the upset party and the, per- the party that's causing the problems. And I, I, I can imagine if, if that second group is slightly malicious, they won't want to get involved, will they? How do you persuade both sides to talk? Okay. <clears throat> um, interesting, that, I suppose, because of our neutral um, ethos and keeping balance, actually both parties are upset. So, ah. And both parties are quite hard to engage with because coming face-to-face with the person that's causing all the friction is quite scary for both sides. But at, the, at Mediation Works, we've got 14 incredibly well-qualified mediators, and the initial start is find out what the issue is, find out what's upsetting you about it, and find out what you want to change. And most people want a solution, so it's giving them the confidence that they'll be listened to and getting around the table to talk about does it. it. Does it ever kick off, Louise? Does it, do, you know, do people ever stand up and slam their fists on the table? People are very emotive, but we're very strict <laughs> on our ground rules. <laughs> well, well, well put. So people get emotional. And what <laughs> are your ground rules? That we can't accept any sort of threats of violence or threatening oh, behaviour. But that, um, and that's for the parties. That's, the mediators never get involved in that part of it. Mm. But in all the years that I've been mediating, it's never come to that. People walk out, people get really angry, but we get them back in. And when they do sit around the table, they do come to an agreement. I suppose uh, uh, um, that the, the best solution is to go around and talk to your neighbours, but that's difficult. Here's, I was sat in my garden the other day, um, and this gentleman popped his head over... And already I'm getting over the fence, and already I'm getting suspicious. And he said, um, we live in the house behind you, and kind of my, my hackles rose. And I'm thinking, oh, what does he want? And all he was doing was telling me that the, the wall that connects our garden to his garden looks a little bit dangerous, we might want to look at it, and we might not want to let our kids play there. But I'm th- but part, straight away I'm thinking... What's he telling me for? What, was, was he want money? What does he want? I got suspicious. And I'm a nice guy and he's a nice guy. So I can imagine if your neighbour isn't particularly nice, going round can be, um, can be awkward, to say the least. It's, it's very intimidating for people because people, we're not used to asking for what we want. We're not used to ask, actually expecting a yes and asking people to do something for us. So... People generally wait till something's got to a really irritating stage so they can't stand it anymore, go over when they're already annoyed, and we don't see everybody at their best point. Mm. So, so asking someone to move their car or quieten their children down or the, then is done in an incredibly aggressive way and you're not going to get the best response. Yeah, no, you, you would not, Louise. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Louise Percival, community mediator and trustee of Mediation Works in Milton Keynes. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I mean, I'm not sure who's wall it is. It's a brick wall. And when I did go and have a look, yes, there is a massive crack in the wall and it has shifted. Was it a hint that you might want to fix it? Yeah, that's what he was saying. Mm. That's what he, he was he was couching it in. You don't want your boys to be crushed, mm. uh, which which yesterday. No, of course I don't. But man alive, yesterday. Uh, but but yeah, I did, and he, and he was coming around to tell us that your walls your walls knackered. I'm assuming it's our wall. Uh, you might want to have a look at it. Check your deeds. Check the deeds. Um, but I'm, instantly I'm sat there, and he's mm. going. You, you might go and have a look at it now. I said, oh, I'll look at it later. 
And I start getting a little bit... Um, 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 defensive. I defensive, that's the word, thank you. But that's because you haven't really spoken to that person before. Never I've got a really good before. relationship with my next-door neighbours. Don't know any of my neighbours. I know the ones over the road don't like it when parcels get delivered there for me. Mm -hmm. That upsets her significantly. Um, I don't know any of them. I take my next-door neighbours' bins around the corner for him. So Sorry? Off the street. You know, because the bin men just leave them in the middle of the pavement, don't they? I put him next to his back gate for him. He does it for me. When I was pregnant, he um, mowed the lawn for us. Suspicious. No, he's a nice fella. Has he been DNA we've tested? Got his, we've got his keys. He's got our keys. Kel's got the reference. Nice one, Kel's. <laughs> High five. <laughs> we've got the keys for each other's houses. Yeah, but I know. We're it's all, it's but we're not always in them. <laughs> Can you stop it? Why do you think the worst of people? Do you get the joke, though? Do you get what we were implying here? Yeah. Chris is driving near Hitchin. Good morning to Chris. Hi, Ian. I did call in before and I said, you misinterpreted the message. People uh, haven't got their fog lights on. It's uh, the fact they're driving with no lights on at all oh, in this... Yeah. Oh. Uh, listen, I've not misinterpreted the message. Kelly's misinterpreted the message, yeah, which is in terms... She's a bit crackly. She is a bit crackly, isn't she? A bit crackly today, Kels. So, hang on a minute. They've got no lights on. Yeah, I've just been passing out. just going past our yeah, Tenlo and the Ford Focus come towards me. No lights on. Oh. Here we go. Well, hang on a minute. Is it foggy, Al? It's very foggy. Oh, is it? Oh, and also, it doesn't cost anything to put your lights on, you know. You're not like, you put a shilling in the meter. <laughs> does it? Now, this is what I've often thought. another one, Rover. I expect it from him. <laughs> yes, hang on a minute. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you driving while you're well, talking I'm, to me? I'm driving on hands-free, yeah. yeah. All right, clear, okay. isn't it? The thing is, right, if, um, if you're turning your lights and your radio and your tape player on in your car doesn't use up any power... That's what alternators are for. Then why, don't do, we, why aren't houses powered by cars? Well, they, they can be powered by windmills, can't they, and get an alternator generator? But my car isn't powered by a windmill, is it? Your what? Is my car isn't powered by a windmill? Well, in a funny sort of way, it is. It's what an alternator is. It produces current. So 14.8 the... volts, consistently, whether you're kicking me... over or driving at high speed, sir. So if... <laughs> this is awesome. So using electricity in a car doesn't cost me anything. If I installed an alternator in my house, I'd get free lecky. That's how wind generators work. It's oh. just a wind generator, and it basically... It's a generator produced electricity by wind turning the armature of the motor. Chris, you're a legend. My boys generate loads of wind. This could we could be quids in here. You just need to harness it. Just need to harness the power of my children's um, 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 wind matter. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 heading northbound, there's two lanes blocked at the moment, just between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, following an accident that's happened there. Also rather heavy between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 11 at Dunstable Road. The A1M heading southbound, rather slow moving between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And taking a look at the M1, that's very heavy at the moment between Junction 13 Bedford Road and Junction 14 on the sensors. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing at the moment between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. So far checking on the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A Bedfordshire MP says he's staggered over fresh claims of men being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. Two men and two women were arrested during dawn raids on Sunday at the Greenacres site in Little Billington. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davey, a player at Luton Rugby Club. The club have posted a tribute on their website. And David Cameron, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg have signed a joint declaration promising to transfer extensive new powers to the Scottish Parliament if voters reject independence in Thursday's referendum. The pledge appears on the front of today's Daily Record newspaper. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a full football league programme tonight. Watford are away to Blackpool in the Championship with assistant coaches Ruben Martinez and Javier Pereira in charge following new manager Oscar Garcia's illness. Technical director Luke Dowling says the players will get on with the job in hand. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got a good, honest group anyway, we feel so. But naturally, when something like that does happen, you, you know, I think it's just natural that something, an instinct comes out in you where you, you know, you... It looks like you're doing that, you know, that little bit extra because of what's happened. But, you know, deep down, you know, they work hard anyway. In League One, Milton Keynes Dons have centre-half Carl McFadden back from suspension for the home game with Bradford. In League Two, Luton go to York, Wickham are away to Plymouth, and Steve Nidger at Berry with manager Graham Wesley satisfied with his side start to the season. We've still won, you know, three games in our first seven, and you know that's a, a positive. Um, you know, if we can if we can build on that and start taking our, our, our confidence into into football matches, which will happen, and start improving our decision making, which will happen, and get one or two of those big lads back, I think we can we can expect to see this team emerge. As I keep saying it will. And there's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. In the Premier League last night, West Ham twice came from behind to draw two all at Hull. Tonight, the group stages of the Champions League get underway with Arsenal away to Dortmund and Liverpool at home to the Bulgarian champions Ludo Goretz. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's kind of one of those uh, scattergun shows where we're talking about lots of things. Indulge me a second while I uh, uh, recap slightly. And, Kath, I may need you to help me on this because I can't remember. We've had lots. Uh, We've been talking about uh, Naughty Neighbours. Yes. um, After a survey from which has... um, uh, Sorry, I said Kelly go, Bye. Bye. She's being charming. And, well, I know. She could, could bring that more into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, which says that a quarter of us uh, have, have had noisy neighbours. I'm surprised it's so little. Well, I think it's a quarter of us have complained. Now we go oh. to the council, whereas before maybe we would have sorted things out oh. amicably. Well, I don't now know. we're frightened they might pull a knife. Your neighbours, please. Uh, we're, we're talking about football after a complaint from uh, Glenn, who wonders why we talk about football so much on this radio station and on radio in general. Which is weird, because you brought it up, Glenn. Why are you talking about football? Yeah, we're talking about football because of you. Are you on your holidays? I don't get it. I don't... I don't get it. We'll speak to Justin in a bit. We'll see if he can um, uh, justify it. Uh, what else have we had? Celebrities, oh. when celebrities uh, flip. Yeah, ever had a, a fight, either verbal or physical, with celebrities? Not when they've had a go at you, but when you, you've had a go at them. Christopher Lee had a go at me once. Uh, again, in Pakistan, we were on a bus. It was just me and him. It was flipping out, and he was in his pants. Oh. Yeah, he was in his pants, and... Um, you can't be... Um... 
furious in pants, can you? Well, he was, and I was quite upset, because I like Big Chris, and he was having a go at me, he was just wearing a pair of blue Y-fronts, and I was quite upset, and I thought, actually, this is probably one of the coolest moments <laughs> of my life. This is, it don't get much better than this. Wow. But I, and I didn't retaliate. Was he quivering with rage? He was furious. I mean, he's a very angry man anyway. Mm. Really angry, grumpy man. <laughs> anyway. You can tell from the eyebrows, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be it. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Red Steve's on the line. Morning, Red. <laughs> Hello, Red. <laughs> what you got for us, fella? <laughs> oh, God, don't make me laugh. I'll, I'll try not to. About, you know, we live in the world of this country of equality and fairness. How yeah. come mortgage pays don't get the full housing benefit? <laughs> Go on, Red. <laughs> I'll tell you. There's probably more freedoms in Russia than there is in England. Yeah. Anyway. There you go, there's the agenda. <laughs> so what's your beef today with the, the state? What? what? What's your beef today, Stephen? The people with mortgages, why don't they... When they get when they go out, fall out of work or lose their job, why don't they get the full housing benefit, not people who rent? They put into the system, why don't they get, get the help they need? Comrade, that's a good idea. It is, isn't it? Well, have you fallen foul of this? No, I lost my house years ago. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Still laughing about well, it, though. That's something. Well, only bit bricks and more, isn't it? Well, it's, well. it's also a house. I've got an idea. It's what? obviously the capitalist system that's the fault. I mean, it's don't don't, yeah, blame, the, it don't blame the player, blame the game. Let's change the game, Steve. Yeah, Why don't also... we all earn exactly the same and no one owns anything? Could exactly. that work? Yeah, that could work. Just get rid of money, full stop. Now, where have I heard that before? <laughs> I don't know. That's enough of that. He's so commie, isn't he? He doesn't. But it's doesn't wrapped up in a right-wing um, uh, agenda. It's very, very strange. Uh, morning, Just. Hey, good morning, boss. It's nice to hear from you. And you? I'm, I'm just going to find something. Oh, this will be uh, okay. This will be. I'm trying to find some music that we can use for. What for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we all getting theme tunes today? Uh, I just, it's just nice, isn't it? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This fits football no, as well. This no. Oh, wham! No, no, no. You could smoke a fact to this. Forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> it's a football song. Pretty bubbles in, in the air. I wouldn't sing this. Oh, okay. That's, 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 yeah, that's okay. West Ham, yeah. Hang on, we want something a little bit more um, upbeat. Mm. There we mm. go. This is it. This is it. this is your theme. You ready? Mm. Oh, live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JD goes marching in. Here comes Justin, gotta love Justin. Here comes Justin Deals. He likes football and smoking on a bag. Justin Dealy feeling queasy. Here comes Justin Deals. Oi! Yeah! That's good. Yeah, that's right. I enjoyed that, yeah. yeah. Thanks. No, this one. Now, Justin. Yeah. I, I do love... I'm, I'm really um, having a right go at Rio Ferdinand today. Yeah, don't blame me for that. He's a plum, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's got a book out, his autobiography, that's been written by someone else. Mm, who no, cares? No doubt. Mm. Um, and he's got this line in The Sun today. They're doing extracts of it. 
One young star cried in front of the boss when he didn't get picked. I told him to stop being a baby. Now, this is the same Rio Ferdinand, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, who, um, uh, uh, when he didn't get picked for the England team, uh, uh, he went on Twitter and had a little childish yeah. rant like a 12-year-old yeah. girl. It's the he same got, one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got a moche. He got a moche. Yeah, it's, it's the same Rio Ferdinand who kicked yeah. off on a social network like a child would do if someone had stolen their pencil case. Yes, that's the one, yes. What yes. a plum. I don't get football, Justin. You've Why? tried to sell it to me before. Well, that football match I came to... Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was, like sitting, it was like sitting watching um, uh, World War One or something. That air of, of just... that It could kick off at any moment. Oh, no, friendly banter. When we're walking into the ground, you were... Right, don't look at him. Be careful of that. <laughs> remember we walked into the ground and that fella just walked straight into me and gave me an evil look? There's a lot of people around. Oh, mate, you, he, he walked out of his way to walk into me. <laughs> it was a busy afternoon. It was a sellout. I mean, the reason you're talking about this, I can't believe this, Glenn, yep. who's on his holiday day has emailed you saying why do we love football yep. hang on a second glenn you're on your holiday why are you emailing ian talking about football you saddo I, I just think there's something very strange about any man who doesn't like football yeah and i've taken this to the streets and i will prove this to you right now i've been in caddington this morning getting reaction about the popular game that is football. Millions of people watch it week in, week out. Ian, here's what people had to say. Jack, here you are this morning. You're doing what a man does, aren't you? You're in a cafe, you're reading The Sun, you start on the back page. What do you think about people who don't like football? Uh, I found it very strange, actually, that uh, they're missing a huge thing in their lives. I mean, if you went to a dinner party and you met somebody for the first time and you said to a man, which team do you support? And he says, well, I can't stand football. Yeah. What will be going through your mind? Uh, well, I'd probably say, you know, a bit of small talk and move on. It's not worth it? No, it's weird. Lee, you're an Arsenal fan. What, what do you think about men who, who don't like football? Yeah, they're all Muppets. <laughs> really? Yeah. A bit strange? <laughs> a little bit. So, do you like football? Uh, no, no. So, on a Saturday afternoon, when I'm down the pub having a few beers, what are you doing instead? Probably watching a film on the telly, I think. What's your favourite film? Uh, any, any, well, any science fiction films. OK, kind of backs up my argument. Thanks, sir. Cheers. <laughs> Morning, sir. What's your name? <laughs> David. How are you, Dave? Fine. Do you like football? No. Do you feel like you're missing out? No. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Great conversation. <laughs> you love football. What do you think about men like Ian Lee who don't like football? Well, I suppose it's... Come on, be odd. Odd. It's odd. Most guys like football, really. So you're not a real man unless you like football? Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, well Justin, you, you, you <laughs> proved that most men don't like football. No, in that piece, as I proved to you, um, the majority of people, particularly men, they absolutely love football. The two, Dave. The two men, <laughs> the, the, the two men in that piece who didn't like football, enough said. What about That's the what ladies, Just? Yes, I got the Girls, uh, ladies' women. perspective on this. Um, here's what they had to say. Morning, madam, how are you? Well, fine, thank you. Let's get the ladies' perspective on this. Do you like football? No, can't stand it. Your face. Oh, can't stand it. Why? Oh, Tell me why. Come on. Oh, it's horrible. It's boring. Just a bunch of men running around the pitch kicking a ball. Is that not sexy? Lots. Well, it is, but <laughs> it's a lot of money. They're getting paid a lot of money, aren't they? Yeah, but you can't blame them, can you, oh, for taking the money? Oh, I suppose so. I mean, I'd love 250 oh. grand a week, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course yeah. I would. You can get out of here. <laughs> so, just lastly, tell me what you do on a Saturday afternoon when I'm abusing rival fans, in a, in a nice, jokey way, of course, what do you do instead? Walk the dog with my daughter. Debbie, who do you support? 
Neil Wall. Wow. OK, let's keep this brief before you kick my head in. What do you think about people who don't like football? They're a bit sad, really, if they don't like football. How can you not like football? Mm. It's our country's sport. We haven't got a lot left in this country that it, we can be proud of. Our football, we can. Ian Lee this morning, back in our studio, mm -hmm. is saying that the majority of people in this country hate football. What do you think about that statement? It is rubbish. I love football. Always have done. Are you going to take your uh, your Millwall friends down to our studios and give Ian Lee a slap? Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Yes. I'll be right behind you. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Justin, Justin, mm. Justin. We got, yeah. we got to, do, you, do you want to take some callers on this? Yeah, go on. Um, Andrew's in Bedford. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. You're through to Justin Dealey. Oh, Justin, Justin, Justin. Andrew. What team do you support? Luton Town. Ah, oh, so you're not a football supporter then? Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Let me just start off with this. He pwned you there, mate. Yeah, hang on. My granddad was a Luton Town supporter. He passed it on to my dad. My dad's passed it on to me. I shall pass it on to my children. It's in the family. It's all about being local. So, yes, I support a real football team. Next. Local? Uh, you mean brainwashed? No, local. Oh, it's, got, it's a rich vein of comedy, though, isn't it, football? I mean... Why? Well, do you remember that of Stephen Gerrard last season when he uh, fell over that, that important moment uh, Stephen for Liverpool? Stephen Gerrard, yeah, yeah. When he, when he fell over on the pitch, couldn't keep his balance. Right. And that's oh, funny. Know, that's, that's a great moment, isn't it? I mean, it? I, I, I phoned up Brendan Rodgers after that, the Liverpool manager, and mm -hmm. I, I said, um, uh, Brendan, I said, I, I'm going to get Stephen a, a present for Christmas. He says, oh, that's, that's nice of you. He says, I said... He says, what are you getting him? He said, I'll get him an all-terrain Zimmer frame so he can stay upright for important moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Andrew, just um, a final question. Um, what do you do on a Saturday afternoon instead of watching football? I enjoy myself. I go out there and enjoy myself. Doing what? Lots of things, you know. Like what? Well, you know. Oh, an example. Well, go out and do a bit of um, sort of shooting and that. Exciting. Um, Ian, can I just say, one of the whoa, most... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute, you, you're going to let that go. He's you lying, go, that's why. He's going to do a bit of shooting. He's lying, he's lying, that's why. He's got nothing in his life worth doing on a Saturday afternoon instead of going to the football, so he's lying. Andrew? No, I'm not lying. How, how could you dare say I'm lying, so, Justin? You don't know what I do on a Saturday afternoon. You go shooting, then. Where do you go shooting? Uh, uh, my friend's got a, a wood. He owns a wood out in... Um... Your friend owns a wood? Yeah, shooting right. wood. Okay, uh, and what do you shoot? Just mostly pigeons. Right. So you go all the way to a wood to shoot pigeons on a yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, or, okay. and then well, I mean, I, I go out in my rally car. Right. Do a bit of rally driving, a few handbrake turns and that, and a few yeah. donuts yeah. and spinning it around, you know. Andrew, but I believe anything you. better than sitting on the terraces. I mean, you know. Yeah, you've Andrew. Got, you know. Somebody believes you out there. Ian, can I just say something lastly on this, OK? I think, I think for, for any man, OK, and I, I'm, I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced on this, one of the most awkward moments for a man out there... Is when you stand next to another man at the urinal. <laughs> no, oh. that, that, that is quite awkward, yes. Sorry? But, but is there a duck that, on the line? <laughs> uh, people back me up here. It's when you meet men for the first time. For example, when you go to, to work somewhere new, if you go to a dinner party, yeah. and you're having conversation with another man for the yeah. first time and you say to him which football team do you mm. support and they turn around they say I hate football men back me up here real men no, when no. that happens that is such an awkward moment because no. straight away Don't ask the question it's a straight stupid away question. Hang on, straight away a real man i.e. me and other football fans out there lose respect for that person straight away Andrew, you've got 30 seconds to come back well Justin I know you love your real men
<laughs> you stick to your real men, mate. Us, us pucker men, we go and do things. He said pucker. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll end it there. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look so far at the Great Byford Bypass. At the moment, there's one lane blocked um, heading eastbound just before the Black Cat roundabout. There's been an accident there causing delays. The M1 heading northbound, two lanes are blocked because of an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. The A1M is looking very slow moving on the speed sensors heading southbound between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And taking a look at the M1 London bound, rather slow moving just around Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. The M40 is rather slow on camera, heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. And so far on the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. It's 8:46. It's Tuesday, the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Bedfordshire MP says he's staggered over fresh claims of men being held as modern-day slaves at a caravan site near Leighton Buzzard. A man from Luton who was killed in a crash on the A6 at Wixom's on Saturday evening has been named locally as 33-year-old Mark Davy, player at Luton Rugby Club. And a BBC investigation has discovered a rise in the number of complaints made against noisy neighbours in beds, hearts and bucks. Coming up, we'll take more of your phone calls, but before that, let's get the weather. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly Betts is just dialing the weather. Oh, it's a little... Uh, hello, Kate, you there? Yes, I am. I do apologise. Away you go. Somebody, somebody cut the cord. Good morning. Uh, we have got a bit of mist and fog around this morning. Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for the next kind of 40 minutes or so. Then the fog should start to lift, but some of it's still quite thick, so visibility considerably reduced. We've also got one or two showers mixed in there. They're quite pokey showers as well. I'm just watching a couple move just west of Hemel Hempstead at the moment, and they're currently making their way eastwards um, across Hertfordshire and eventually through Bedfordshire. So we have got these sharp showers. As isolated though they may be, they are quite heavy. Um, and this risk is going to last all day, but for different reasons. Once the cloud thins and breaks and the sunshine comes out, that could actually cause one or two homegrown showers this afternoon. So uh, still, we're getting a nice warm temperature. Sunshine between it, we may even remain completely dry, or some places could remain completely dry. Maximum temperature 23 Celsius. Overnight tonight, it's a repeat performance cloud moving in from the east with it, some mist and fog. Perhaps not quite as dense. Um, or as low level as this morning's, but still some mist and fog nonetheless. Minimum temperature 14 Celsius, so a misty start again tomorrow, but it will lift, we'll get some sunny spells and the temperature creeping up. 23, 24 Celsius in the sunshine. With it though, the risk of increased humidity, so perhaps we could see one or two thundery showers as we head through Thursday and Friday. That's your forecast. There were golds galore in Glasgow. Commonwealth Games as a whole was an amazing experience and to bring back the, the, the amount of medals that we did was, was amazing. Well, what a performance! But once again, we also want to celebrate our unsung sporting heroes this year. She's an amazing coach who really, really inspires us. So who will you nominate? She understands how we feel and everything. We're looking for someone who's made their contribution for no reward. Me. Had the enjoyment of seeing sport flourish in our local uh, community. Not me so much. To make your nomination, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsunghero and download a form. Okay. The closing date is the 20th of October 
with our 2014 Unsung Hero at this year's BBC Sports Personality of the Year. You can't bottle it. <laughs> Get inspired. And I have done many times. <laughs> I like the subliminal messaging you were doing there. Yeah, I think Clever. I should be uh, a sports unsung hero mm -hmm. because I am telling the truth about uh, Fusbal uh, today. I like babyfoot. 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 Uh, uh, J'appelais la babyfoot. Je joue. Yeah, J'aime jouer au babyfoot. Oh, oh the, the, do that again? No. Oh. Um, Ian, there is nothing worse than football and religion. Oh, oh gosh. where's Laura gone? The Take followers the of both are just lonely sheep that need to follow something. Um, uh, the amount of coverage that football gets on the telly on our nightly news is bonkersly disproportionate. Ban the footy, I say, says Mark Young. Laura's in Bedford. Morning, Laura. Good morning, Ian. Football, we don't need it, do we? <laughs> Well, I've now become the um, supported wifey who goes along with my husband to Luton oh. Town. Oh. <laughs> Don't encourage them. <laughs> I've, um, I, I, uh, for a present for him, now that they've gone up a league, I brought season tickets for all of us, including me and the boys. Oh. <laughs> you're doing one of those hysterical laughs where it sounds like you're at your wit's end and you want to escape. Well, I just went with um, with them on Saturday to the uh, top, to the match against the top of the league um, uh, team, and I came. We won one nil. You're really using that football language. <laughs> <laughs> This is the point. I, we, we won one nil. I came out and I said, well, that went really well. You know, we won, we won against the top of the league table. And he went, well, actually, at half time, they changed their format and we didn't play so well in the second half. And I was like, well, we still won one nil. Oh, but <laughs> but, but he, he baffled me with all this. It, all the formations changed and we lost our nerve in the second half. Da, 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 and I was like, what? Oh, oh Laura, I, what an ungrateful <laughs> wretch. I tell him to stick his season ticket. <laughs> Oh, is and I was so good. What I did was I went down to Luton Town on a day um, when they first went up um, to the to the next league, and I went and I sat and I sat in the seats to make sure we could see both goals. Oh. Practical. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, made sure we weren't behind the pillar because you, then you get that chanting, oh, we, you know, glory hunter, you ended up behind the pillar because oh. you've just... Yeah, and the chanting at... Um, um, that just makes me laugh. It doesn't change from year to year. It's quite I unpleasant. Mean, is it? There, is a, there is an atmosphere of potential violence, isn't there? Well, I think men like it. I mean, oh. it's, it's that primal instinct. Oh, God, it's like, there's too much... pack. Yeah, it, it, being in, in that one football match I went to, Luton Town versus Millwall, it felt like what it must have felt like to be in a group of cavemen back in the day. It was or it just could have kicked yeah. off at any moment. But it's, but it's what? Yeah, but it's in you. It's in men, isn't it? In you. I want it out of me. <laughs> I think I got it out. I love Laura's attitude, though. Just laugh at it. Just well, no, no. I'm I'm very supportive, wife. I'm very. I am very. Good. I would but say too supportive. What's he done? What's this is a big thing you've done. What's he done for you recently? Oh, he oh he's been fantastic. I've been very very poorly, and he's helped me, and he's been supportive over the years. Okay. Well, yeah, enough. and it, that's the least he deserves. But I will I will go with him to the matches, and I will sit there, and I will clap in all the right places. <laughs> and, and, it's and, not a musical, Laura. It's not <laughs> Mamma Mia. Oh no, no. I have to go. Come on, you hatters. No, I'm learning it. Come on, you hatters. No, it's more. Come on, and oh, and oh, and oh, and and that's it. That's it. and it's the same one. And I'm thinking, gosh, can't they think of anything more original? Or is it John Stills, Barmy Army? Yeah, there's that one as well. Yeah, and it's like it just changed. The only words that change is when the manager changes. Now, that's clever. I have two very delightful, very feminine little girls who
But then he goes on his Good own, you see. So that's where the support ends, Laura. You might want to try that. Oh, OK. I'll try that next year. <laughs> Laura, thank you very much indeed. I think, well, I, I, I suspect he's a very lucky gentleman to have someone like you, very. In, his, uh, you in know, his life. But I didn't want to say to her, but what she's actually doing is enabling. <laughs> she's a feeder. She is. That's what she's doing. Oh, well, that's very sweet that she would um, um, pretend to have an interest in her husband's dull hobby... Um, you know, is a way to keep hold of him and so he doesn't go elsewhere. Oh, no, but fair enough. He's been good to her. Yeah, he's... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still don't get it, though. It is, uh, that primeval thing is not in me in the slightest. My dad took me once to the football. You know, he's a football journalist. Yeah. So he tried to get me into football because yeah. he didn't have boys. Oh, I was scared. I was scared. We were sitting in the away end. It was at Arsenal. There was a man sitting next to me who was wearing a bin bag. Oh, God. S someone, has, uh, Scott, has just tweeted me. Um, and I can't say this on the radio. Surprisingly, it's a treat from Scott. <laughs> if you go to watch Haynault... I have to be careful how I say that. If you go to watch... Hey, Nolt FC, and listen. <laughs> it sounds like they're singing, yeah. we love you. Anyway, you can... Uh... Is there such a, a team? Yeah, probably. They should re rethink that. I know, that, that needs a whole new strategy, doesn't it? Um, that's it, we're done. Does David want to start five minutes early? Is that what we allowed I've to do? I've got some texts. Oh, yes, yeah, so go on. So I want to hear them. Let me, get some, let me get some text music going. Hang oh, on good. a second. Um... Now, I know what happened when I was away and you were bored. Yeah. We put music on. Is this a... Yeah. Is this what you're saying? This is what I'm saying. Let's go to... Uh... How could you be bored with messages like... This. Chris says, Ian, I despise and hate football. Oh, hang on. They're singing there. We don't no, want No, we don't singing. want that. Come on. Um... Oh, here we go. This, they, they won't be singing on this one. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. We don't want any vocals. Mm. Here we go. We're there. OK. Chris says, I despise and hate football. Well, despises and hates it. That's Strong a double feelings. whammy. I've been a racing driver since 1976. Wow, I bet he's cool. He must be tired. <laughs> Dave Luton. Morning, Ian. Football's a load of old tosh. You can't beat a bit of British touring cars. <laughs> oh, car, car racing is even worse than football. There's a car. There's a car. There's a car. It's the dullest sport ever. Thank goodness it's filled with rip-roaring characters. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, here's a moan. Suzanne says, Dear Ian, driving on the A6 this morning towards Luton along the Barton Cossing. I'm with you, I know exactly where you mean. Yeah. Nearly every other car has no lights on. Yeah, Others yeah. are on their phones, and I was passing by a driver travelling in excess of 70 miles per hour, and get this, he was rolling a cigarette. Whoa, skills! What the hell is going on on I the I mean, bad driving. Terrible. My dad used to do that with us climbing all over the car. But that was in the olden days. I bet he wasn't even wearing a seatbelt. No, we didn't have seatbelts. If you want a teddy bear, like that £200 one that you mentioned earlier 200 quid teddy bear on. to commemorate World War I. They're only, they're only making 1,914. Get in there quick, guys. Well, Helen says if you want a teddy bear, make one, give your money to uh, British Legion or Help for Heroes. That's the thing. If you want to commemorate the war, if you want to remember the war, or, 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 then, then give your money to the Royal British Legion or, or, or something. Why, why do you need a 200... Or just buy a really cheap teddy bear and get him a soldier's uniform, like a tiny one. Yeah. Do that. That'd be fine. And um, there's this one as well. This is a uh, brush with a uh, celebrity that didn't quite go as you hoped. Oh, yeah. I once worked at Heathrow Airport, says Lorraine. Oh. As a security officer, I had the task of confiscating banned items from passengers' bags. Aye. Early one morning, I had to remove a penknife from a lady's bag and her husband was irate and screaming abuse at me. Oh. Her husband was... 
John Lydon. Hey. As a Sex Pistols fan, it was all a bit surreal. He got quite hysterical and very loud. Johnny Rotten himself, yes, yes, he would do. I once saw Clement Freud having an argument at Heathrow Airport as some nail scissors were being taken out of his hand luggage and he was told he couldn't carry it on board. Now, I can't imagine anyone seeing Clement Freud as a potential terrorist threat, but better to be safe than sorry. Nail scissors is nail scissors, everyone. Nail scissors is nail scissors, isn't they? Uh, uh, lots of oh, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't retweeted that one about football and religion. Now that was a big mistake. What did you do? I retweeted oh. someone saying that football and religion were both rubbish. Oh. The sheep. Oh. oh, now I'm in trouble. I'll regret that, won't I? Oh. Damned internet. You in that trigger finger? Oh. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I think we kind of just uh, staggered to a halt. Piano stopped. Yep. It's a sign, isn't it? It's time to... Mrs Mills has stopped. It's time for us to wend our merry way upstairs to have a little cry in uh, the office, guys. Kel, do you up for a little cry upstairs? A little cry? Yeah. Cry. Just because, as we do as, at the end of every show, as we... That relief that it's finished. I think we just need to go upstairs and think about what we've done. Yeah. Good idea. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Queuing at the moment on the Great Byford Bypass, um, just approaching the Black Hat roundabout. There's been an accident there, um, blocking off one lane as well, causing delays. The M1 heading northbound is queuing, and there's also a lane closed there between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 at Milton Keynes, following an accident there. The A1M is looking very slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 9 um, at Redbourne, and so far the M25 heading anti clockwise, rather heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction. 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking quite heavy between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Taking a look so far at the departure boards for the trains and so far everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey up Nicola, hey up. That's it, that's your lot. Don't forget you can go and download the podcast from iTunes. Type in Ian Lee BBC and it pops up. David's up next from Catherine, Justin, Kelly and myself until tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Ian and the team. You'll see Ian on the terraces tonight. It's nine o'clock, it's the JVS Show. I'm David Prebrin for Jonathan Vernon-Smith. <laughs>